it was Acme Podcasts Incorporated. I'm I knew it. Two more Acme Podcasts Incorporated. Nightmares. And Theodore owes me a new Bunsen burner. Wait a minute, guys. Let's stay up a while and play. Alvin. Oh, now you're scared of Dracula. You were afraid to find out what Dracula made of, because Dracula made of... So that's Dracula, huh? I think the cartoon just started. Podcast Incorporated, third episode of the Spoopy Month. Hey, we uh, we're keeping to it. Coming back with a vengeance. Spooky. The real yeah. spook is that I'm here. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh God. Oh yeah, didn't see me in the corner here, shadowy. I know, it's fine. Yeah, uh, our our buddy KP is back for the third time now. Yep. Right. This yeah. is his third appearance. Yeah, you just can't get rid of me. No. You were on for Carmen, and you were on for impromptu. You were on for freaking Scoob slash uh, the uh, Scoob spoiler cast and Sword and Stone slash uh, Camelot. Yeah, question yep. Camelot. Yeah, uh, good friend. Ironically, this is the one that you wanted me on. Well, that I suggested first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before you had me on for any episode. Yeah, it was right when we were first having a conversation yes. about shit. Yeah. About you being on the podcast, that was one of the first things we talked about. Because these movies are wild. Yeah, they're pretty wild. Um, by the way, we're talking about uh the Alvin and the Chipmunks uh, Halloween movies. Yeah. Uh, meet Frankenstein and meet the Wolfman. Sad that wasn't a third one for Dracula. I would have chosen the Mummy over Dracula, honestly. Mm, fair. We'll get into or- my opinions and what they actually wanted to do, but that's for later. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, Dracula would have made more sense, honestly. It would Dracula would have been the natural through line, but Mummy would have been a, I think, a more interesting movie, because it could have would have very clearly been we go to the museum. <laughs> There's Creature a Mummy the Black exhibit. Lagoon. Creature from the Black Creature from the Black Lagoon would also been yeah. a, neat, but yeah. we'll get into why that's wild when we get to Wolfman. Yeah. Uh. I will say the only reason I went to Mummy first is because I, I said I think I said it on the show last week. I don't remember if I said it on the show or if I just said it to you, Kai. Uh, but I'd never mm. seen these before. Yeah, uh, that's actually incorrect. I realized as I was watching these, oh, I've seen parts of these both multiple times on Cartoon Network. Yeah, like when they ran them. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I just like flipping through channels, surfing, but. Uh, I, I never actually watched them, but I always associated them with uh, the old, uh, you know, like Abbott and Costello meet the whatever. 
Mm. Meet Frankenstein or whatever, yeah. Yeah, and the one of those that I always associated with the most was The Mummy, because that was the one that my local blockbuster had, and I'd always walk past it when I was looking at the other comedies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that that's just why I went to Mummy first. Uh, mm. Yeah. Dracula makes more sense. Gilman would have been fun. Uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, yeah Gilman would have been good. Yeah, that he's my favorite of the Universal monsters, honestly. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's for later. I uh, just wanted to get that out of the way. But for now, first, as always, we've got our weeks. Uh, but I'm going to get out ahead of that and just let you all know we don't have any upkeep this week because uh, KP's not up to date with uh, DuckTales and he's told us he doesn't care about spoilers, but... Kai didn't keep up to date because he figured KP wasn't up to date. So we'll get to that next week. Uh, but a little teaser. Uh, Goldie's back and sh- maybe to stay. Oh. And also to look forward to next week in next week's upkeep is... Uh, uh, well, first first of a Darkwing Duck 2-parter. Or are they showing both parts? I think they're showing the two. I think they're showing both. Yes. Okay. Well, that that has me excited, because uh, I was, I hate when they do a two-parter and just do the first episode and then make you wait a week. That sucks. Um, yeah. But uh, there's that, and then also uh, airing tonight, the night we record, we're recording this, uh, which will be a few days ago. If you're listening to this when the episode goes up on Monday, or preview or later on down the road uh the uh 2020 halloween special for amphibia is going to be airing uh i've seen i don't know if this is from it but i've seen clips of what appear to be human uh versions of uh i forgot his name the planter the planters just the kids. I know Polly, oh, but I can't... Sprig, Sprig. Sprig and Polly. I've seen what appear to be human versions of Sprig and Polly interacting with Anne in the human world. I don't know Why if this else? is fan animation or not. It's just clips I've seen on uh, Instagram, so I don't know what it is. Might be a fan, anima- yeah. might be fan animation. It looks very convincing if it is, so kudos yeah. to them. Uh, My, you know what I hope for the Dark and Duck? Two-parter. What? This is this is me being a nerd, but I hope that it's called Darkly Dawn's the Duck, because that, that was the name that was the name of the original two-parter. Yeah, that would be the first. Yeah, that would be very fun and appropriate. Yeah, uh, I, I'm. You know, I'm not holding my breath, but you know, that's my little nerd, you know, want and desire. I feel like Dawnly that... Dark's the Duck. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be the type of reference they would go for. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but that's for next week. But, that's for next week. Yeah, that's for that's for next week. And also, next week you got me. Yeah. yeah, but also we won't get to talk about Darkwing Duck next. No, wait, wait, wait. That episode airs Monday, so yeah, never mind. We will be talking about that next week. My bad. Yeah. Uh, I forgot that they switched the air date to Monday. Yeah, weird. Because I think what they did is they changed the block so that, like, the spot that where their DuckTales was was where um, Big City Greens was, and they swapped it to make the Big City Greens block with Amphibia and Owl House in the evening. Yeah. So, I don't know. 
I don't know either. But I mean, it's still, it's still prime time, so hey, whatever. Yeah, it all works. Uh, we still get to watch it. That's all that matters. But uh, so yeah. But that's for next week. Uh, this week we got KP here, so we're gonna hop, skip, and jump right into our weeks. And I've got nothing. So Kai, KP, you take it away. Um. So KP kind of shared me and I sh- shared a thing. We both watched the. Uh, uh, what's the name? I just had the Epcot. name of the channel. Yeah, the Epcot oh, video by uh, Defunkland. Yeah, Defunkland. by Defunkland. Yeah. Yeah. Very fascinating. Uh, video. The whole channel is very good, but this this was like how he structures the seasons is always like we're gonna do a bunch of seemingly unrelated like things that all like come back around to a bigger point, like a bigger episode. And so, like, for this season, it was a whole bunch of stuff about World's Fairs and, like, the history of certain types of rides, which then tied back to World's Fairs, and Disney stuff about Epcot, which eventually led to, specifically, the actual plans Disney originally had for Epcot as an actual city. Yeah, he wanted it to be, like, a functioning city, but not just an attraction, but, like, an actual society. Built upon state-of-the-art technology and built to reduce um, cars, the presence of cars in modern society. Because he felt like there were a lot of problems caused by how cars are, like, the center of how we build all of our cities. Yeah. Yeah, he he wanted pedestrians to sort of be more of the focus of the city structure. Which, you know what, honestly, I can get behind that. So he put all the cars underground. More things within walking distance is nice. Yeah. I... And then a functioning public transit system was also a nice idea he had. Yeah, mm-hmm. they at least got the monorails working, because I know you can take a monorail straight from most of the resorts yeah. to the parks. Did you yes. say monorail? The monorail was originally designed for Epcot, and but like monorail. they decided to put it in the other parks as like a test run. And then it just kind of became just for the parks because Epcot fell through for reasons you'll find out if you watch the Epcot yeah. video. Kai, I, I appreciate your Simpsons reference, Kai. Thank you. <laughs> um, but um, That was a good episode. It was a good episode. The uh, the other thing about it that's super interesting is that um, it was uh, it's always really interesting to hear about Disney not in a a light that she... Because whenever you see documentaries about Disney, it's always like, oh, he was so great and amazing. Or whatever. There's never any, like, nuance to talk about. Or if you talk about Disney the man on, like, social media, what I've noticed is always, oh, he was pure evil, and so was the company. So a very nuanced look of, here's the good and the bad of Walt Disney's neat. Yeah. Yeah. Believe it or not, this is not my first time hearing about some of Walt Disney's end-of-life plans. When I was in college, I actually wrote a whole paper about Walt Disney's relationship to his hometown of Marceline. Neat. Because Marceline's like an hour away from um, where I live now and where I lived when I went to college. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I was in a Midwestern literature class. By the way, boring subject. Never take it. <laughs> but... <laughs> We got, we talked, uh, we had to do a final paper and we managed to talk our way into doing it about an influential Midwestern quote unquote literature icon, Walt Disney, specifically because I knew there was the Walt Disney boyhood 
museum in Marceline where we could go and we could talk to the people living there. We even got to talk to the uh, to this woman who actually had her house was the house that Disney would stay in when he came to Marceline. Wow. So she like she met Disney and like talked to him and was friends with him. Cool. Yeah. And that's how I found out there was originally going to be plans for um I assume this would have been after he did Epcot or like after they did Disneyland at the very least. Disney World, whatever the second one was. Disney he was going World. to make a mini theme park in Marceline. As a way of like repaying Marceline for like being the inspiration for like all this stuff. Yeah. It wasn't gonna be as big as his other ones, but it was gonna that was where the um Autopia was gonna go after it got uh pulled out from Disneyland. Hmm. Um, and a couple other smaller attractions to like help build tourism there. And then the Disney Corporation said, Well, Walt's dead, so we don't gotta do that. Mm-hmm. KP, I don't know if this is uh, too much of a personal question, so just let mm -hmm. me know, and I'll cut it if it is. Okay. You were a journalism major, right? I was a journalism major, yes. Okay. But I was also an English major, a double major. Okay, wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, KP, KP is a, was an editor for his school journalism paper. Yeah, for the, our, for the newspaper, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Which, you know pretty good for when you want to write i wasn't just a copy editor i was no, you actually were like an, um the assistant uh copy chief in my were, senior year you were like an actual editor editor yeah nice which is you know pretty helpful because honestly kp if i'm being brutally honest mm -hmm. i could probably use an editor <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of good writers that need editors yeah i'm a i, I would say i'm a good writer that needs an editor there are a lot of very good writers that just need a strong editor. Yep. To tell them no. Mm-hmm. Or to be like, hey, you have a little too much passive voice. <laughs> uh, God. That's just a... Don't worry about that. But yeah. I, I was just... I, I was kind of surprised hearing all the lengths you went through for a paper in college, because I... Well... Well... I I I could never imagine doing all that for a paper, but then I remember. Well, oh yeah, you're a, you you were journalism. Well, that wasn't for a journalism class, but it was actually for a um, capstone project. If it had been for a normal paper, probably wouldn't have gone to those lengths. Okay, but it was for a capstone project to get my degree. Got it. Did so, yeah. So a little lengths were necessary. I imagine they required primary sources for the capstone project, so it probably. I think they didn't actually, oh, okay. but we had them. We did have them, so yeah. it didn't matter. Okay, it also the... makes sense because it, it's a uh, it's a local story talking about local things. Mm -hmm. So that mm -hmm. that yep. that increases the ability to do that. I, I didn't have yes. that experience in college. But... The thing. The thing I did the most effort for for a paper was I remember going to a senior home and I talked mm -hmm. with a man who used to be a U-boat pilot during World War II. Ooh. Yeah. He had some really cool stories. <laughs> he was a nice guy. He was like fucking 97. <laughs> was he a German soldier? Because they were the only ones who called him U-boats. Um... I don't remember. I think you might have uh U boat whatever you want to call it. That's just what I that's what I've known him as. I don't Submarines. remember if he Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. Then, yeah, it was submarine. Maybe I just call it. I don't know. But it was, he was a submarine. is the German word for submarine. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Yes. He was, um, he was on, he was, he was on the French side. Okay. He fought. Oh, uh, okay. So European stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was, yeah. So he was there from like the start of the whole thing, which is why yeah. he was so fucking old. <laughs> yeah. If I remember correctly, I think my mom has told me that my grandfather was in a U-boat. Not a U-boat, a submarine. Yeah. In one of the... Somewhere. Yeah. I had a, my, my other grandpa. I remember this... Go on. Oh, I was just saying, it was very important to her. I knew this when we went to Chicago and went to the um, Science and History Museum because they have a functioning U-boat there. That they've like taken out of the water and just suspended in air, they can just go in and walk around in. Cool. So it's very important to her that I know this was roughly what my grandfather would have been in. Great grandfather, great grand. That's neat. Somewhere in there. That's pretty neat. Um... The most I ever did for a paper was, uh... you know, that scene you see in college movies where kids sitting on the floor of the library and there's like thirty books stacked up around them. Yeah, mm-hmm. so th- I did that. Oh. Looking for information on the Albigensian Crusade, and then I think when I got up, I nearly threw out my back. <laughs> the, the uh, I also remember when I was in like elementary school. You guys remember Dare? The yeah, drug? that, that anti-drug thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember but it was, that was a from I think it was fifth grade. Yeah, we were supposed to write a paper on anti-drug, whatever. And yeah. I wrote about how my grandfather on my mother's side died of lung cancer because of smoking. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was so good, they made me read it to the entire school. And I got like Gross. a little ribbon and everything. <laughs> nice. I still have it somewhere. <laughs> nice. Uh, no, most of the time when I wrote papers, other than that paper, it was very much put it off till I can't anymore mm-hmm. than write as much of it as I can in one sitting so I don't have to look at it again and turn it in with no editing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How I ever got an A is a shock to literally all my teachers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I They still gave me the A's. I want to make this clear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if you had time to but actually it... fucking prepare. Imagine. Imagine. No, this got so... But this was bad enough that with that Disney paper, literally, um, there was like... There was a two-day difference between when we had to present the paper uh, and when the paper itself was actually due. So what my uh, partner... Because I co-wrote this paper with one other person. Hmm. um, Because I didn't want to do this all myself. Also, he wanted to spin it as also working for his folklore capstone. Ah. Spoiler alert. That worked. (laughs) Um, Good. And so... He, we presented it, and we were both putting off the actual paper bit. So all we had up until literally the deadline of the paper was an outline for the paper, and we'd given the presentation already. Oh, we did get it finished. We did get a B plus. Oh. That reminds me of when we had to do, we had to study an author for high school. I think it was English two, mm-hmm. and it was. I really wanted Mark Twain, mm. but somebody took Mark Twain, mm. so I had to do Jack London, nah, yeah. the guy who wrote White Fang. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I was like, I, you had to write about one of his books, and you had to write a little bit about his life, 
and mm-hmm. I remembered watching that one episode of Star Trek The Next Generation mm-hmm. where they met Mark Twain and Jack London was working at the hotel as a bellhop. And then I wrote about that and I remembered another little fact about him and I wrote that and I literally just watched White Fang the movie and didn't read the book and I got an A+. plus. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I did the same thing in English too actually. Uh except mine was uh what was it? Um oh, I forgot his name. Uh Arthur Conan Doyle. Ah yes. Mm. And Mr. I had Sherlock to read Yeah, and I had to I read uh well I I watched uh one of the old uh uh, Peter Cushing, uh, 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 masterpiece theater. Yeah, masterpiece theater. Yeah. Yeah. As someone who lives in Missouri, I was required to read Tom Sawyer as a kid. I like oh. Mark Twain. So, and so I also we also did learn about Mark Twain and about how his name was Samuel Clemens, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. I mean, I lived. So in... weirdly, we were never required to read Huckleberry Finn. Despite, I've been told it's the better of the two. It is. It, is, it just has unfortunate language in it. Unfortunate, unfortunate language, which, as far as I can tell, was not unfortunate at the time. I, I no, think not at the time, but in modern times, yes. Modern times, it is. I think all. So, like that, that gets into the whole thing of like, which is better, cleaning up the language or preserving the actual language of the time. So, like, well, it it's that a discussion for three white guys on a podcast. Nope. Yeah, I, I'm of the mind that. It, it, yeah, it's not the discussion for three white guys, but I was gonna say it's like the it's it's like the the Warner Brothers thing where they put the uh, warning ahead of it, and Whoopi mm. Goldberg comes out and talks about you know these were racist depictions, but to not show them would be erasure of what was. Mm-hmm. And so I'm of the mind that y- you know yeah you should. Uh, you shouldn't change it, but you probably shouldn't have it as part of your curriculum at the same time. Yeah. the um, I think all Southern schools are almost required by law to teach Mark Twain, honestly. You yeah. say that, but Mark Twain hated most of the attitudes of the South is the funny thing. Yeah, it's just, I, you know. Just I don't think out. it's just Southern. I remember reading... I had to read... Tom Sawyer three times in my schooling. <laughs> Wild. <sighs> Once in the fourth grade, back when I was up in Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, once in the fifth grade down in Florida, and then once again in the ninth grade. You know what? I've I've got a question for everybody. So let's just stick it to mm-hmm. high school. You guys okay. remember all the books you had to read for high school? Because I do. I do. Yeah, mine was it was for me. It was Huckleberry Finn. The Great Gatsby, which I hated. Um, uh, Jekyll and Hyde. Um, Fahrenheit 451. Night. And uh, we also read Beowulf, Hamlet, and uh, The Odyssey. If I remember correctly. I'm trying to think. I remember we did a lot of short stories. But in terms of actual novels... Off the top of my head, I can only think of Great Expectations and Scarlet Letter, which are the mo- world's most boring book. 
Oh, we had to read the 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 uh, the cast. Oh, and to kill a mockingbird. That oh, one's good. Yeah, yeah. We had to kill. We had to read the casket of uh, the Montalago or the fuck ever that. Casket. Uh, the casket of Amontillado. Yeah, the the that was the that was the post story we had to read. Oh, and Telltale Heart. Ah, yes. But those are both short stories. They aren't full novels. Yeah. Those yeah. were like in the literature textbook. Yeah. Yeah. Um, same with Scarlet Letter. Are we counting summer reading? Scarlet Letter's more of a novella. Yeah, we, you can count summer reading. I remember reading the uh, the Summer of the Monkeys or whatever for summer reading. Okay. Uh, for summer, summer of the reading? Apes, whatever. I remember some of the summer reading, not all of it. Um, for ninth grade, going into the ninth grade, I had to read uh, Ender's Game. Hmm. Uh, for summer reading. And then there was, some, there was two books in summer reading every year. And Ender's Game was one of them. I don't remember the other. Um, I only remember the independent reading assignment I had in uh, English that year. Uh, and it was it was Dracula. I read Dracula for that class. Oh. And then I also remember. No, you finish. Uh, tenth grade. We read... Oh, we also read Romeo and Juliet again. Again, uh, yeah. I read that too many times. Yeah. I did that twice in middle school because we had a different English teacher every year. Mm. Uh, like, so the, the way my middle school was, you, the same teachers taught every class in middle school. So there was yeah. one yeah. English teacher for 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. Uh, but our English teachers kept leaving. Hmm. Uh so, it was hard to keep the sounds curriculum like, straight. Sounds like the de- drama department at my high school. Yeah. Sounds like my music teachers. Yeah. I think every school has something like that. Or oh, a drama department was straight up cursed. No. One might say it was drama. <laughs> uh, Tenth grade, we read... We read Fahrenheit 451, and then the independent read... Oh, no, we read Fahrenheit 451, and then we also read The Tempest. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Shakespeare play. Yeah, I liked The Tempest. I liked Hamlet a lot, too. Yeah. I remember the other the other things I can remember off the top of my head were... Um... All from a teacher who I remember got involved in a little bit of drama because people ended up finding her personal Facebook, not like her teacher Facebook, like her personal Facebook. Mm -hmm. And she was complaining about some of her students there. (laughs) (laughs) Which she should be allowed to do personally. But like, on the other hand, it's like the students found it. Yeah. So like, that was a funny quote unquote problem. But this teacher teacher did make us. This teacher did make us read um, Lord of the Flies, which, fine, whatever. But I remember specifically we had to read some Ayn Rand, and every time I think about that, I want to die. Because we ended up um, reading... I'm trying to remember what it's called. There was, like, a short story. Um, I don't know if it was Ayn Rand specifically, but it was, like, in the same vein of, like, some of her stuff where it was, like, this dude who was... It was like this society where, like, everyone had, like, inhibitors put on them, so they were all brought down to the lowest uh, common denominator. 
Mm-hmm. And it was about this one dude who was so above everyone else that he was basically put in solitary confinement with, like, every possible thing on him, and it still didn't work. Hmm. I don't remember what that story was called at all. Um, comments, help me. <laughs> uh, but I do also remember Anthem, which was similar vein as a novella we read. And I remember also thinking, this is kind of stupid. Because mm-hmm. I was like, this feels like an attempt at trying to explain communism that doesn't understand how communism works, which is kind <laughs> of how like, Ayn Rand works. Yeah, yeah, you mean just that? You mean Ayn Rand? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that back to the defunct land thing is pretty much the only thing I really wanted to talk about, honestly. I didn't get to finish, but okay. Oh, sorry. Go on. Because uh, I only talked about ninth and tenth grade. Uh, oh yeah. Sorry. 11th grade, I don't remember the summer reading for that year, but I remember reading The Scarlet Letter, and then we did uh, our independent research project that year, had to be an American author, and I I was so besotted with, uh, not besotted, I was so smitten with The Scarlet Letter that I, I chose Hawthorne, and I did uh, The House of Seven Gables. Ooh. Uh, huh. I just really liked Hawthorne. It was the first time I'd ever been in a class where I was like, I really like this author! Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know why, but I just did. Something bad resonated. Uh, I should have done Hemingway. Hemingway's interesting. Yeah. Um, why, did it, why did I do Jack London? I should have done Hemingway, anyway. Then, the summer reading for 12th grade was The Invisible Man and The Grapes of Wrath. Oh. And then, for the actual class... No, I'm sorry. Grapes of Wrath was for 11th grade. That's what it was, yeah. Because that was American literature. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for 12th grade, the summer reading was was The Invisible Man. And then... This, oh, it was The Invisible Man and Grendel. Ooh. And then we read Beowulf in class. Cool. Uh, and then... We also read some Shakespeare. I don't remember what Shakespeare was, though. Much Ado About Nothing? No, I, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Uh, the teacher didn't really care about it either. He's He moved past it real quick. Uh, mm. And then my person, my like independent research paper for that year was uh, Tolkien, and I read uh, Return of the King. Oh. Mm. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, KP, did you have any other thing other than... Oh, um... For whatever reason, Disney has decided to start, like, re-releasing some of its movies as, like, uh, cartoon movies in, like, the theaters. Is the thing I have noticed when I've been at work. By the way, hi, everyone. I work at a movie theater. Um, so, like, that's been a big deal. Our big sellers, actually, even more than actually getting, like, you know, um, new movies back. Is there whatever reason everyone wants to see the Disney animated movies that are getting re-released? There, so like, it, it's Disney trying to appease uh, the theater industry for releasing all their new films on streaming day and date. Probably it, it is, but like, like I know that for a fact. I just remember they fi- they did a release of um, Hocus Pocus, not an animated film, but Hocus Pocus. Yeah. It is Disney still. They did a actual theatrical release when it never got one when it first came out. Good. And for whatever reason, that sold 
phenomenally despite us being, you know, in the middle of a pandemic. That's a different thing entirely. I mean, Hocus Pocus is... It's 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 a good movie. It's a I I think it's a good Halloween movie. It's spoop. It is. It's it's the perfect encapsulation of spoopy. <laughs> yeah. It's also weirdly perfectly follows all of the beats of a horror movie, despite not being scary at all. No. Uh, and also freaking uh, those three witches kill it. The actresses. <laughs> they do. Bette Midler I fucking one kills person... it. I remember one person described it as Bette, Mil- M- Bette Midler be as campy as possible. Um, and I forget the other two actresses. But one of them is like, you can either do acid or coke when you come on, on to set, but it has to be one. At least one. <laughs> the other one's like, basically you're an evil golden retriever. <laughs> and, then the same, and then the same director turned to the kids and was like, this is an incredibly serious horror movie. If you do not act as if your life is in danger you will get in trouble. We will kick you <laughs> off this, this movie. Is the same, the same movie with the scene that says, this is ice. Points to the dude's yeah. head. Ah, what a beautiful morning. Makes me sick. <laughs> Love Bat Miller. Uh, I've never seen it. Uh, oh, it's, it's such a fun movie. It's very good. I watch it like every year for Halloween. Me too. Uh, me and Adrian are going to watch it it's, for Halloween. Just a very good, solid mood. I will say it's very camp. Like it's very oh yeah silly. Yeah, I, I but don't like it's it. um, but I enjoy it a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, weren't you gonna talk about a uh, freaking what was it, Hollow Live? Oh right, that's the other thing I've been doing with my time lately. Is uh, Hollow Live English came out. To anyone who didn't know. And now there are five new girls that everyone on the internet is clamoring over. Yep. Um, so that's been fun to watch. Especially um, at the moment, my favorite's the shark Gargura. Because she likes playing horror games. And for whatever reason, I love watching people play horror games. Playing them myself sucks. I like Gargura too. She kind of sold me when she did a cover of Fly Me to the Moon. And it was a genuinely a good cover. Oh, she also uh, did Right on Time. Yeah, she also did... Uh, the the Japanese uh, pop hit from the 80s, if fan- anyone doesn't know. She did a freaking uh, Bloody Stream, too. Yeah. Um. No, but they're all very good, talented performers in their own rights. Like, um, Callie... Calliope Mori, she's like a reaper, is also an accomplished uh, rapper and music producer. <laughs> Like, she produced her own, like, album that she released shortly after debuting. Wild. Uh, and then, um, uh, Nino Mai Inanis. She's, like, a Cthulhu monster deal. Um, she's also a very talented artist to the point where uh, a lot of her art's used in, like, official... Was used in, like, official capacity by the Hololive English producers. Like, she did this banner that's all of the girls together that's, like, was used on their official Twitter... So is this like the new level of idol shit? Sort of, sort of, I'd say. Yeah, kind of. It's basically VTubers as like a through line started with um, what was her name? I Kizuna. I Chan. Uh, Kizuna Ai. Yeah, Kizuna yeah. Ai. Kizuna Ai. And so, like, in, a couple years ago, I want to say starting in 2017, Hololive decided, hey, there are a lot of VTubers coming out. We want to be like a company that can help like house them and like. 
produce them in a more official a capacity rather yeah and like that way the girls have like protections through the branding that some of the more independent ones don't uh-huh. and that, there's good and bad things to them being part of a wider company but it does give them a lot of instant fame and a lot of protection from the uh, from being part of a company that they wouldn't otherwise have yeah um and a lot of anonymity because fans are whack and wild. Yeah. Especially Japanese, uh, like Japanese Chinese fans because idol culture is a lot different there than it would be with the American fans. Thankfully, all the fans I've seen for Hollow for Hollow English, even like the Japanese fans that have like hop shit because our girls are very cute, have all been, in my experience, very nice and supportive. Hmm. Especially because like. Mm-hmm. I know, like, there's a whole thing of, like, idols overworking themselves. I remember during their debut, pretty much all of the comments were, like, noticing that the girls were very tired because they'd been up for, like, 24 hours getting all of the debuts out of the way. And all of them were like, please go to sleep. (laughs) This isn't that important. You can just sleep. Can I ask... We'll catch your streams when you debut. Can I ask a question real quick? Uh, This is more tied into idol stuff than uh, Mm -hmm. VTubers, but... Uh, where's the line between idol and just pop act? I mean, <sighs> what's the line between a band and a boy band? You know, it has uh, a lot. Th- that's to do a with... clear. That that's a clear line. Okay, a lot of it has to do with how they're branded, so and like what they do. So, like, if you had, um, let's use uh, the band Perfume as an example. Perfume started out as proper idols. They were uh, doing a lot of company tie-ins. They were mostly doing the dancing and singing, the very cutesy style. And at some point, their act went to a more professional music production angle. So they don't do a lot of the like meet and greets, the um, product placement and stuff as much. The... Um, the other half of being an idol and instead are treated as a more serious musical group. Got it. Whereas uh, stuff like um, AKB48 That I know is is pure idol stuff. Pure idol, just a bunch of... They do the singing and dancing. People still like their music and keep up with the personalities. Yeah. But like, at the end of the day, their whole thing is not about the music or being musical it's about the personalities that they can brand and it's, it's a, it i know it's a bit like uh like sentai and tokusatsu stuff cuz it's like a it's like there's a alumnus and it they're like new members mm-hmm. every so often and people graduate mm-hmm. from it and whatnot for akb48 specifically yes for yeah. other groups that sometimes you'll get like a single thing or there will be splinter uh, things that get more or less popular in there. It's a very complicated issue, but the line generally is how much is the focus on the music and how much is the focus on the personality. Got it. This doesn't happen as much in with American celebrities, purely because I feel like a lot of American celebrities are always trying to get into music or get into acting or what have you. Yeah. Everyone wants and to be so, a crossover sensation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone wants to do do it all here anyway. And it's yep. always, always about the personality here, even if they are just a good musician that wants to be taken seriously for that. Yeah. Uh, so, I really only listen to two Japanese bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bradio, I know, is a band. 
They're, they're not an idol yes. group. Uh, the other one yes. is... The other one, I'm really not sure, can't tell, but uh, Little Glee Monster. Uh, yeah. Um, hmm. I don't know if they're an idol group. I genuinely haven't... I don't know them okay. very well. So I don't... I can't really tell you. Okay. Generally, the line is... I say generally because Perfume, again, is, like, the exception to this. Mm. If it's doing, like, the boy band girl group thing of they're mostly... It's mostly the vocalists and whoever's doing background stuff's not even mentioned ever. And they're just mostly dancing to it. That might inch closer to Idol or Idol group. I've really only listened to the music. I haven't watched any videos. Mm. Um. So, yeah, like, a proper band like Pratino where like some of the people involved are you know the guitarists or whatever zero chance of being an idol okay literally as Kai mentioned the comparison to boy bands is pretty much perfect solid okay well cause that's same thing with like K-pop idols is can you compare it to a boy band or a girl group if yes probably if not might just be a Korean band okay Mm -hmm. cause I I was like To me, the difference between a boy band and uh, I see the comparison now, but uh, like I consider a boy band just a regular pop act. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess, but mm-hmm. like I'm thinking, like back when I was a little little kid, people cared more about the personalities of the members of, or like the that's true personas of the members yeah. of like Backstreet Boys and Sync, whatever, yeah. than like or the actual the good one. He's the music. Young one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the bad boy, etc. And okay. so, like, I get, that's, like, I get the, the whole thing with, like, now. idol groups, where, like, as much as people can like the music, the music's kind of secondary to it being about the unit, mm-hmm. like, the people, whereas that's that's the, the distinction here. Okay. Compare it to the boy band craze of, like, the 90s, and, like, you've got a comparison. Okay. All right, thank you. But as far as Hololive's concerned, it's kind of like that, but it's uh, moved that into, like, video game streaming and whatnot. Okay. And some other associated stuff. So, like, some of them are musically inclined. Callie and Gar are. Mm -hmm. But, like, not all of them are. Like, Kiara, she's a Phoenix. And then Amelia Watson, who's, like, a Sherlock Holmes-esque type, don't really have... Uh, haven't really demonstrated any talents outside of the streaming and ha- don't seem to really want to. Mm-hmm. That's fine. A lot of girls are just like, we're just here to do like the sh- become like the streamer bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's like what's been... As far as their like contract is concerned, that's kind of all they're required to do. Yeah. They're just required to stream a certain amount of times a week. Hmm. And they don't always do video game stuff. Like, sometimes it's like, this is just a chatting stream. Or this is a, um... Karaoke. Karaoke. Uh, this is the stream where I reveal my new album stuff. Mm. Yeah. Which is what Mori does sometimes. Mm, et cetera, uh, et cetera. It's neat. And I like how, um, it really shows off how expressive, um, face rigs gotten since it was invented. Yeah. Uh, 
But yeah, that's Hollow Life. Mm -hmm. Alright. So, that's it. That's it for this? Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, uh, we're going to hop right into Alvin and the Chipmunks Meet Frankenstein. We'll catch you then. And welcome back, everybody, to Acme Podcast Incorporated. I am still your host, Laser J, and I'm still joined by Kaiju Emperor and Kuiper Nebula. How are you guys feeling now? Uh, relieved. Refreshed cleansed myself like the color orange is that a feeling i mean uh you know what it is because that is my permanent state of being <laughs> so i mean it's my favorite color so but anyway oh out of the chipmunks meet frankenstein 1999 home video released by uh freaking uh <laughs> Bagdasarian Productions and Ruby Spears, and I believe. Universal. Universal. <laughs> Maybe not Ruby Spears then. No, this is Universal. Um, yeah, it's Universal. Bagdasarian Universal Cartoon Series, distributed by Universal Studios Home Video, directed by uh, Kathy Castillo, written by John Loy, and based on the characters from Alvin the Chipmunks and Mary Shelley's 1816 novel, Frankenstein. Yep. There you go. So, for those who don't know about. The plot of this movie. It's pretty self self-explanatory. Ivan and the Chipmunks meet the Frankenstein. Yeah. Frankenstein's monster. They're working they're they're this is one of the stories where they're famous and they're doing they they have an attraction at a local theme park that's like based on like I don't know, like Disney MGM or Universal something. Universal Studios. No, it's based on Universal's the yeah, the Universal Studios yeah, Hollywood. Universal Studios Hollywood. Well before we get to that part, I would like to start with the backstory of this when Kai first told me about this podcast, these movies were the first thing we talked about. So these because... are some of your favorites, I'm guessing. No. No, they're just oh, okay. wild. They're trash. They're <laughs> wild. When I was there, I remembered them because this movie in particular, with the bit about Alvin going feral cartoon, was something that my brain always remembered. Because I don't know how young some of our listeners would be. I assume not many of them. But just in case someone's reading through this backlog after we all get famous, um, <laughs> there's that bit of time when VHSs were still relevant, when the common thing was every kid would have like a stack of mysteriously apparated VHSs that were all a wild hodgepodge of things. And so those were just kind of what you put on when you didn't like anything that was on yep. TV. Yeah. We had both of these movies on that stack of VHSs. They were usually gifts from grandparents. Or yes, stuff like gifts that. from like grandparents, aunts, uncles, things that mom and dad picked up at like Walmart because it was oh. on sale and it would keep us entertained for half an dad. hour. Go no, on, go on. This is a, this is kind of a side <laughs> change, but that reminds me of one year for my birthday. Three different members of my extended family got me Bionicle Mask of Light on VHS. <laughs> Valid. So you've you're sitting on three copies of Bionicle Mask of Light, yeah. 
Gotta Wild. Send one of them to me and KP. <laughs> if I can find them. We will, we will be... We will do them as an episode. We will be the fellowship of the Golden Mask. Stupid. Yes. Uh... I liked that movie, but that's set. so. Like this was a movie. Uh, my sis, my brother and I mostly. My I don't think my sister cared, but the two of us would watch a lot just because it's on that list. And my brother didn't like Matilda as much as I did, and we can only watch the Veggie Tales stuff so many times before we're like, let's watch something else. So on the VHS list, this came up a lot, um, especially because unlike um, Nightmare Before Christmas, it's not seasonal. Yeah. Hmm. It, it- it just yeah, kind it's of spooky, but you don't have to watch it. It is spooky, but it's not seasonal. Yeah. Although yeah. I would argue that this is the least spooky of the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it has but more yeah. of a uh, old Scooby Doo feel mm-hmm. than uh, yeah than uh. I I don't know. I don't have anything else to compare it to. <laughs> yeah, it was also a lot. Shorter than I remembered it being. I think that's just because I didn't have as much of an attention span when I was a child. Or maybe my attention span got shorter, but my observation of what a normal attention span should be changed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing is that this movie could have been even shorter because, honestly, the first, like, ten minutes is filler. <laughs> yeah. 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 Everything yeah. doesn't involve the doctor coming in and the chipmunks doing their first concert until the introduction of Frankenstein is pretty much filler. So I will say, and this is a th- uh, through line. This is um, this is a universe. This universe that we've created in these two movies, mm-hmm. the universe where there is the universal, uh, the universal monster movies. They exist, and they're the monsters in them are real. Yep. These two things are true, despite them disconnecting. Pretty much. Yeah. Because they mention um. Dr. Frankenstein mentions and he hired the real Dr. Frankenstein to fix your park. Which doesn't make any sense unless it's literally about the Frankenstein's monster. Like the famous see, movie monster. Now see my interpretation was is that this that the Dr. Frankenstein that that he it's just it's the same, but he was born during this time period instead of like back whenever. You know? I yeah. mean, yeah. But also, you have to remember they did have the Frankenstein costume before uh, Doctor Frankenstein came in. Yeah, that's true. They did have that costume before. That's true. Um, I like to think it's more like um, Young Frankenstein, where it's a lineage. Yeah. But the same monster. Yeah, that makes more sense with what comes up in Wolfman. But we'll yeah. get there. Honestly, I think my favorite part of this movie specifically is Doctor Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's he's really funny. Yeah, he was very really funny. funny. Uh, Michael Bell did a good job uh, mm-hmm. as, as uh, Doctor Frankenstein. I I, I really I really like yeah. the running bit of um. Tell me what's so shy so shy's deal well. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I love that bit when um Dave came to the the castle and like he was about to shoot him away. He's like, hold on. What's your, what's your shoe size? Are you an organ? Do you have both your kidneys? Are you an organ donor? <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to bring your kidneys. I mean kitties. Je- I didn't. I 
genuinely forgot the bit where he was also trying to put Dave to sleep and failing miserably. It's very funny. <laughs> it was very good, like he's, though. He's yeah. the best part of this movie, honestly. Dave only barely missed what was going on that whole time. It's pretty much Dave in a, Which was very it's funny. It's Dave in a nutshell, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That, that's... He's... Here's the thing. He is trying his damnedest to be a good dad, and I support mm-hmm. him in both of these movies. Yeah. Uh, D- Dave's... As an adult, Dave's my favorite. Yeah. Um, as a kid, my favorite was always Theodore, even though it was more of a Simon. Mm-hmm. I was like Dalvin. Actually, no. I, actually, I think... Uh... Oh, I forgot her name. Brittany, Eleanor. Brittany. Brittany. Brittany was my favorite <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to them. And I was, mm-hmm. I, I feel like if they wanted to have extended this movie, the Chipettes would have actually been a nice addition to this movie. Yeah, uh, Chipettes are because like but the I... Chipettes are always fun because they all have. It's neat seeing them contra- compare and contrast to the. Obviously, they're meant to be distaff counterparts but on the other hand it's like they're so different in ways that are very interesting when they get to play off each other yeah like eleanor being the shy one not eleanor um jeanette being the shy one instead of eleanor eleanor being like very weirdly body positive for 1999 and 2000 yeah and then like britney being the world's biggest personality Yeah. yeah Um, I like how sassy Simon is in both these movies. <laughs> he's Simon is so done with Alvin's bullshit. It borders on he's just being an asshole sometimes. Like and yet he's not unjustified he's not. because Alvin is the bigger asshole. He is. Alvin <laughs> is the bigger asshole. Yeah, it's just like He's preemptive. He's preemptive with his assholery. It's like, it, it's not, he's not an asshole by nature. It's just clearly after m- growing up with Alvin, he knows what to expect and he can preempt it with his own yes. douchebaggery. And Especially because like the beginning of this movie, Simon has to be like, Alvin, you're scaring our baby brother. Yeah. And also you're going to make us late for our show that Dave worked very hard to make sure we got. He's still the responsible one. That That's not yeah. changed. He's just... He gets to have some fun being the responsible one. Yeah, he's, he's just fallen prey to the allure of sarcasm. He gets to be sassy. Yeah. Yeah. I think it gave him a lot of personality, though, for this movie. It did. Mm-hmm. It, it made him more than just the nerd. Yeah, it was very much like, I'm the responsible one, and unfortunately that means responsible because of you, Alvin. Yeah. The thing that's wild about this movie isn't even the feral cartoon Alvin at the end. We'll get to that. But <laughs> we will. the wildest thing about this movie, in my opinion, is its structure. Like, like it starts <laughs> yeah. off like, okay, yeah, they're in there, get lost in the park, they meet, they meet the Frankenstein's monster, Frankenstein's monster shows up their house, and now we're doing a musical number about Frankenstein monster. No, no, you skipped the bit at the very, very beginning that was a flashback for why Dr. Frankenstein is leaving where they're oh, from. Oh, yeah, and then there's that bit. To go to the studio. That bit where he says, what, do you think I'm some kind of freak who made a monster out of dead body parts? And his and eye like, twitched. No, I mean, I guess not. 
All right, get out of here. <laughs> no, we just saw the monster come into like, your why would home. You say that. And he's like, get out of here. And then we get to the bit where it's like, okay, let's have this Frankenstein teach him how to be a f- friend with all these freaking kids, musical number. And then suddenly Alvin gets captured and then gets turned into a feral toon monster and the rest of the movie is trying to stop Alvin from being a feral toon monster. Like, Frankenstein barely has anything to do with this movie. Yeah. It's... He's just a... It's both he is the the impetus and focus of the movie and at the same time does very little. He's he's the framing device. Yeah. Yeah, that's a better way to put it, yeah. Yeah, he's the framing device. Um... I will say, uh, speaking of musical numbers, the music holds up better than I expected it to going into this. It's not great. Uh, I'll say that. I, but it's not mm-hmm. as bad as I expected. I I wanted very much to do nothing more than just get past all the music in both of these movies. And I agree that that's a valid thing. I'm just saying they're better than I expected. The only song I like, <laughs> Fair in, enough. The only song I like in this one is the first song. Yeah, this one has less... I think the second one had better music of the mm-hmm. two. I'll say this. Uh, they're better than a lot of other, you know, children's cartoon movie songs mm. for straight-to-VHS I mean the uh, products. I mean, they better be their album than the Chipmunks. Yeah. Uh, but these don't... They, they don't even come close to uh, the Chipmunk Adventure. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That yeah, that, that that's a genuinely good soundtrack. Yeah. This is this uh, was also was only a musical because it was Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> like like it definitely I could tell they their heart wasn't really in making it a musical, but they're like it's Alvin and the Chipmunks, we gotta. Yeah, and to be fair, like it's it was a consistent style of of chip. Like it was very tonally consistent with its music. I wish they'd done what they did for the uh, the 80s and 90s cartoon show, where every so often mm-hmm. they would just license an existing song mm-hmm. to use. Well, they did for the ending. They did for the ending. Yeah, for the ending, yeah. But I, I kind of wish they'd done it for just all the songs. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, many... Album of the Chipmunks, oh. there's not. You're right. Um, there's, there's not a lot of songs. You're, you're correct. It, it's just... Um, I don't know, that's sort of what, with the exception of, like, you know, back in their puppet days or the really stilted animation from the 60s, uh, they're, they're, most of what they did was just, they took existing songs and sped them up. Yeah. Uh, that's the Alvin the Chipmunks gimmick, so why not just stick with that? Mm. Um... I mean, to be fair, I did actually remember as a kid, I actually really liked if a monster came in our room, but that's because I was a scared child with anxiety that yeah. was undiagnosed. Yeah. Yeah. And having, like, that song that's like, if a monster came in here, we just blow him up. <laughs> the, was very nice. The only thing I want to talk about before we f- before I get to, like, Feral Alvin is, <laughs> uh, it was nice seeing Miss Miller again in this movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. I I like Miss Miller. Uh, she's always a pleasure. Mm-hmm. She's fun. She's fun. Yeah, she's waiting to see her pink Cadillac. <laughs> <laughs> I love that car. Yeah, it's one of my favorite cars. I know, man. Uh, I know. Oh uh, God. 
did we talk about that on the podcast about how you wanted a pink Cadillac to have your Deadpool figure in? <laughs> I no, I haven't. Oh, okay. I think we I think we talked about it after the episode. Uh, yeah. I, I bought a one twelfth model of a pink Cadillac uh, to put my uh, one of my Deadpool action figures in because I just thought you know, it'd be fun, but it's a scale issue. It doesn't fit. Uh, I could probably fit my Gwenpool in it, but mm-hmm. that's besides the point. Not the same. Uh, yeah. It, it's more appropriate if it's Gwenpool. It's not funny if if it's Gwenpool. Mm. It's... Anyway, uh, let, let's, let's stick to this. Yeah. You know what I would have... You know what would have been a really funny Oof. joke is if Alvin just started acting like a feral cartoon and then a lot of people are like, I don't really see the difference. <laughs> <laughs> I will say before we really get into that, I just want to take a side thing to talk about Sammy Squirrel. Sammy, 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 I'm a squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. Smartest little Smartest little in the world, 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 in the world, world, world. That song will be stuck Frank in your Walker. head that forever. It will, and I love how much it's it's very much a, a stab at uh, Mickey, that the, Mickey Mouse, they can just get away with. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because like Universal doesn't have an equivalent, so the only reason it made sense to have an equivalent was like we're gonna make fun of Mickey without making fun of Mickey. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's also why you know Universal made all the deals you know back in the day with Marvel and the Looney Tunes mm-hmm. to have them in the park. Yeah, it, rem- yeah. it also um, that reminds me of my f- favorite scene in the whole movie at the end. When the doctor is like sealed inside of the fucking suit, and he's just like semi, semi, semi. I was squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. <laughs> Smartest little rodent in the world, world, world. I hate, I Maybe. hate my life. <laughs> I loved that. That was his karmic ending, just because of how much of the movie was him trying to kill literal children. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then he turned one into a cartoon. It's like. <laughs> Right, feral cartoon. That's our. That's the current thing. That was the thing I always remembered about this movie. The way they were like, "How are we gonna turn a chipmunk into a monster?" I know. <laughs> Even more of a cartoon. Well, we'll just turn him into bonkers. Yeah, yeah. And evil it was bonkers. literally like. Yeah, it was just evil. Bon- that was the whole through line. No, it's evil the, Daffy the, Duck. Yeah. It is Evil Daffy Duck. Yeah. Evil Daffy Duck. Yeah, just if we took the logical conclusion of a. Semi, I say semi-realistic. A setting that takes itself slightly more seriously than Looney Tunes, but there is a Looney Tunes character here now. Yeah. And the logical inconsistency slash horror that that creates was a little heady for this movie, but also very funny. Yeah. Especially because Simon even calls it a cartoon monster... What? Transformation. I don't remember... Yeah, cartoon monster transformation. I'm just trying to remember his exact word. It doesn't really matter. something like that. Yeah. But, like, the point being, like, specifically saying, yeah, this is going to turn him into a feral cartoon. Yeah. And then, God, what a... It's such a wild choice. It's such a weird thing to put in a movie. Yeah. Uh... Such a movie focused on Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah. This feels like it would have uh, been an episode. I can see that. Oh. I can see that me- what I'm guessing mm-hmm. is this is my guess of what happened when they were pitching this. All they pitched, they walked into the pitch room, said Alvin and the Chipmunks meet Frankenstein. They got it approved, and then they left the pitch meeting. 
That's and so when they were writing the script after the pitch meeting is when they went, Oh, Alvin gets kidnapped by Dr. Frankenstein. What happens? And someone went, What if he tur- also turns into a monster? That's like Dr. Frankenstein's thing, right? They're like, Hmm, what kind of monster? And then they're like, Well, he has a cartoon character. And then they went, Well, we only have three, like, we only have three days before we have to turn the script in, so let's go with it. Yeah. Yeah, sounds about right. This feels like it would have been an episode of the 90s slash 80s cartoon. The, the feral yeah. Baldwin thing. Like, Simon would have made some sort of concoction and turned him into a feral cartoon. Yeah, that was what both of these movies felt like, was they wanted to do... Uh, they wanted to continue that cartoon. Absolutely. And it, it had been like, off the it, air for a couple like of years. It felt like they were... Yeah. It was off the... For almost a decade at that point, it had been off the air. So this felt like backdoor pilots to get it picked back up as a recurring cartoon that didn't work yeah it it wouldn't work for about another decade or so like 2010s there's recently like at the end Mm -hmm. of the 2010s there's a cg show that i think is on like what nick jr or whatever nickelodeon something like that yeah nickelodeon i hate the designs in that i do i do too they look almost human uncanny valley yeah, it's, too mu- it's weirdly they look both too much like humans and too much like chipmunks. Not great. And Th- they're not anthropomorphic enough. I mean, but while also being too human, yeah. Yeah, I'll take I uh, I uh, take the live action movie chipmunks over them, honestly. Yeah, and even those I didn't like. <laughs> I like those because those are my favorite type of anthropomorphies, where it's just the animal standing on its hind legs wearing clothes. Uh, which we talked about in uh, Kung Fu Panda. Oh yeah, we uh, did. That that that's my favorite type of anthropomorph, anthropomorphic, anthropomorphic, anthropomorphic. But and that in uh, ization, anthropomorphization. There we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, design. Yeah. Uh, just because I think it looks the coolest. I I'm a. I'm a non-horny furry. I just think anthropomorphic <laughs> designs are cool, and I think those are the coolest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I always liked the designs from, like, this era. Because, again, I grew up with these two movies, yeah. and also, like, these, and then, like, the ones from the 80s to 90s cartoon. Yeah, I, I grew up... They, which are basically the same design. It's very much like a... Yeah, no. These are animals, but we're not going to think too hard. Yeah. This is... We're really... This is the continuation of that cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah the, basically. It, it's the same designs. They, they, they updated the animation a little bit. The colors look a little sharper. Yep. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, it's the same designs. I just... I always like the designs of this era because it's like they're cartoony, but like, and they aren't thinking too hard about it. Yeah. In a way that like makes them visually appealing without having to again think too hard about the actual animal involved. Exactly. Yeah. Like they're, they're vaguely kinda like, rodent-like. Kind of like Crash Bandicoot or Sonic the Hedgehog. Wow. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like <laughs> we're not thinking too hard about the animal involved here. Just just enough to, like, get a baseline and then move on with our lives. Yeah, besides, most people won't know what the fuck a bandicoot looks like anyway, so they can really get yeah. away with anything. Yeah. Or a hedgehog. Most people know what a hedgehog looks like, but, like, whatever. Same with the chipmunk. It's like, it's a furry rodent-y thing, yeah. and that's really all you care about. 
Yeah, and also That's remember the, these know. designs evolved out of hand puppets. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so they're more based on those hand puppets than actual chipmunks. Which yeah. is why they have the yeah. long, freaking smocks. Yeah, <laughs> that's what yeah. I've always called it—a smock. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, I don't have much work. Also, it, uh, the 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 long smocks are also just because the limited nature of the uh, animation from the '60s. Yeah. The fewer body mm-hmm. parts they had to draw, the better. I was about to say that's what it, uh, the impression I got uh, from their designs when I was watching. Wolfman, actually, but, like, um, this movie, too, was, like, the smock hides the legs, so it's easier to just kind of animate the legs moving. Exactly. They're like little salt and pepper shakers. But it is why, like, you can see, like, when they're in their pajamas and you can see their legs, like, they don't, they're not cutting corners for it. It's just, like, a style choice. Yeah, no, it's just continuing the style. Um, In the 60s, it was cutting corners. It was. Uh, but like, you ever watch those old move. '60s cart uh, animation? I uh, did not. Uh, I have a VHS of them. No. Uh, I used to watch. Mm. Uh, yeah, like most of their animation is them just sort of bobbing back and forth like a doo-wop group. Yeah, I'm, uh, I watched the video that songs. I watched the video that Tuner for Tyreek did about it. Yeah, but I haven't actually watched it myself. Also, I, Dave in that show was an asshole. Yeah, he was more. Oh yeah, Al, he, Al, that was the height of Alvin's assholeishness. He was more of a manager than like a father figure, which didn't come about until like the eighties and nineties cartoon. Yeah, yeah, but I like this version of Dave. Mm-hmm. I do too. I like this version of Dave more than the live action movie, at least, because that he was also still an asshole. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and and was falling back into being more of a manager than a dad. Yeah. Whereas this series was very, very much. He's a dad first, and he really does love his kids. You sort of saw it in the live action towards the end. Like, it started to develop yeah. at the end. And then they couldn't get Jason Lee again for the squeakquel. And <laughs> <sighs> so they had to do the asshole thing all over again. God damn it. Laser, I like Jason know. Lee. He's a good Dave. Laser, you don't know how much it hurt me for you to say the squeakquel. That's the title. No, I know it is. It is. But I hate it. <laughs> uh, I almost hate it as much as... I actually as, like the... F- I almost hate it as much as Chipwrecked. Ooh, yeah, that one. Or the Road Chip. Road Chip. Road Chip is the one that pisses me off. It's the worst. Yeah. It is. Chipwrecked it, it is pushing it. Squeakquel is funny to me. Uh, I think it's the repetition of the use of the word chip in a pun title. Yeah. That really throws it. Yeah. Like they were forcing a pun in with chipwrecked anyway. Yeah. But they were forcing a pun again, and it's not even a new word they were trying out. Yeah. Um, I like that first. I've, I've only seen the first two of the live action ones, and I like the first one. I remember the first one I didn't like purely because I didn't like the idea of them being real ass chipmunks. I can understand that. Like, yeah. I wanted them to be, like, the cute... Like, this is a recurring problem I have with cartoon characters. I don't really care about them being realistic. Same. I'd yeah. rather we stylize them. Yeah. And that's why I, I get pissed off at, like, things that are clearly meant to be animated getting turned into live action. It's one of the reasons I still have no interest in seeing the new Sonic movie. Yep. Uh, the, the Sonic movie... I've heard it's yeah. fine. 
And like, I'm not going to say it's a bad movie. Yeah. I have no interest in things that are supposed to be animated, like animated for a reason, getting live action. And the only exception to this I have seen ever is Detective Pikachu because it was less about it being live action and more about like really examining a part of the Pokemon world we don't get a lot, which is the part that doesn't care about battling, but does care about people in Pokemon Intercept. Yeah. And even then, they didn't try to make the Pokemon designs realistic in that movie. They were stylized in a different way, which was nice. I'll say this about the Sonic movie. Um, Mm -hmm. That initial design, yeah, that was horrible. The second design, the the finalized design... um, It's better. That was cartoony enough for me. It was fine. I just don't have an interest in watching a Sonic thing that isn't a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Not only is it not a cartoon, it's just like it's also the same plot as uh, the movie Hop. Yeah, it even has the same actor. Fair enough. It's the same plot, the same dude. Yep. Also, it's copaganda, which I don't like. Yeah, that's tr- that. Too, Especially yeah. for Sonic. Yeah. Sonic doesn't. That that, and I don't. And here's the thing, I've heard it's fine, and I heard he's not that important to the whole to it being a Sonic movie, and that's fine, no, I guess. No, he's basically his chauffeur. Yeah, also... I just don't... It basically turned into Copaganda for no reason, and it also reiterated again, hot, but also, like, the start of the plot of um, Sonic X, and I didn't like that part of Sonic X either. Mm. Like, I didn't like the idea of, oh, Sonic is new to the human world, and has to learn human world things. Well, he wasn't so much new to the human world. He'd been there for a while, hadn't he? In the movie, yeah. You know. In the movie, yeah. In the movie, I hadn't seen. I just remember seeing the um, trailer. Yeah, he, he Sonic X. At least the whole thing was like he and the rest of the gang are transported because of Eggman for the first time to the He's human world. Mm. And that's kind of a similar thing they're doing in. They did anyway in the live action movies. They aren't native to the human world, and that's, like, their explanation for why he's here, when, like, the games generally just kind of went with the approach of, they just coexist and it's not a problem, don't think about yeah, it. Depending on the game. I, I, which I, works better. I, yeah, depending on the game. Depending on the I, game. Um, I, I hear what you're saying. Uh... I gotta say, though, I would be all here for a Roger Rabbit-like take on Sonic, though. Meh. Yeah. Meh. Like, if it's gonna have humans in it, I'm fine with the humans being humans, but if they went, f- like, full Roger Rabbit with the Sonic cast... I don't know. I think the other thing that bugged me was Jim Carrey didn't look anything like Eggman. Yeah. And, like, I get that... He- Here's the thing. I don't have anything against... Again, I haven't seen the movie, so I can't, like, say anything about his acting. I'm sure he was fine. He was Jim Carrey. He was Jim Carrey. He was Jim Carrey. And, like, that's fine. It's whatever. But, like, Eggman looks like a weird Eggman. Yeah. That's, like, the whole thing. Yeah. And so, like, they could have either picked an actor that looked more like Eggman. There are plenty of them. It's Hollywood. Yeah. Or they could have... Actually, no, I don't want them to put Jim Carrey in a fat suit. That would be insulting to a lot of people. But... Uh, I mean, they could have they, put more of an effort in making him look like Eggman, and they didn't. It, it's been historically proven Jim Carrey cannot put on that much weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, because yeah. you, you remember that uh, Three Stooges movie that was in production no. forever. Yep. 
uh, Jim Carrey was supposed to be curly. And they kept having to put it off because he was like, I'm going to gain the weight for this. And he was incapable of putting on the weight. He, his metabolism is just that fast. Yeah. Wild. Um, and that's why eventually it was uh, Will Sasso. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, just get Will Sasso. I can <laughs> just get Will Sasso. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, or Jack Black. The trailers, anyway, made him look again. He just didn't look like he was gonna be Eggman, which is fine. Yeah. But Eggman's a very particular character, which, like Bowser, has a pretty, at this point, understood characterization. Yeah. Which isn't Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey in another movie. No, it's not. Um, and again, I'm sure it's fine. I've heard it that the movie is fine. But yeah. that on top of the only Sonic characters being Sonic and Eggman I didn't... was not interested in. Yeah, I understand that. Um, anyway. Whereas if they wanted to do a Sonic adaptation of Sonic Adventure, I'd be here for that. I, I just say you shouldn't write it off. I think you should give it a shot. Um, I might. If it's ever like just, on... If you ever find it in like a bargain bin... I'd say give it a go. Yeah. If it's like, you know, like Walmart has those like $5 DVDs or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Don't pay full price for it. So, but... yeah. so do you have anything more to say about Alvin the Chipmunks being Frankenstein? No, I got it. Um, I think I did like the the joke at the end where it's like, we t- well, we taught him how to talk and then it cuts to Frankenstein with a chipmunk voice. Oh, God, I forgot about that. <laughs> I liked that bit. That was funny. I forgot about that. And I liked the original tour guide. Um, what was his name? Oh, the actor guy. I don't they, remember. They never, they never named him. He was just man dressed up as Frankenstein. No, no, he was Paul. Because remember, he's like, "Hi, I'm Paul." Like, "Hi, so Paul." Before that was the we whole start thing. the tour, are any of you producers? No. I liked. Oh, he I'm was very funny to me, even as a kid. Was like this dude who was try has the customer service voice and then drops that immediately. Yep. That is Steve and like, Bradley Baker. The Ooh. bit of the chipmunks acting was always very fun and cute to me. And even as an adult, it's very cute because it's like the, they're putting in their all to reenact this scene. Yeah. Also, so, Simon... Uh, just to have fun. Simon hardly ever gets to be in on the fun. Yeah. And he wasn't on the fun on that, and that was very nice. Yeah. But, uh... And I liked that, yeah. um... Later in, um, when they were making the antidote to the feral cartoon potion. Oh, yeah. When Simon and Theodore were working together on that, the fact that it was a Hollywood party with, like, a buffet table actually worked because it was, like, Simon and Theodore get to put their heads together and their skill sets together where uh, Simon's like, where are we gonna find, uh, what did he call it? Um, the tongue of an ovum and the, uh... He said, like, the scientific name for, like, fish eggs. The back appendage like, of an uh, amphibian. And Simon, and Theodore's already at the buffet table. And it's like, okay, so I got the cow's tongue, the caviar, and the frog legs. <laughs> and Simon is like, oh, huh, that's actually very handy that we are at a fancy Hollywood party where those are just things they have as food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, like, Theodore getting to, like, sweet-talking uh, the last uh, piece of escargot out of an actress's hands. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh... I don't know. I think this movie was good for their characterizations, but, like, in all, it wasn't... 
I don't know. I liked this movie, even even though it's like nothing stellar, nothing to write home about. No. But it's like I liked it. You you've also got a, a fair bit of nostalgia for it. A little bit, but I can I can say objectively, it's not objectively. It's just kind of like a man movie. Yeah. It's yeah. nothing special, but like I did enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. All right. Well, we're gonna take a short break. Uh, okay. And when we get back, or well, I'm sorry. That it? Anything else to say? Nope. Nope. No? No. Okay. We're going to take one more short break. And when we get back, uh, we're going to do a uh, Saturday morning pitch for y'all. So stick around. Acme Podcasts Incorporated. On Acme Podcasts Incorporated. And welcome back again to Acme Podcasts Incorporated. I am still Laser J, and I'm still joined by Kaiju Emperor and Kuiper Nebula, and it's. I think I'm still Kuiper, but like it's up in the air at this point. Just Kuiper. Mm-hmm. KP Kuiper. KP. It doesn't Kuiper. matter. Okay. Well, I'm joined by Kai and KP. Uh. And it's that was a joke, by the way. I'm not changing my name. No. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> I realized after I said that, that might be a, sound like a real thing. It was not. No. Um. So it's time for Saturday morning pitch. It's been a while since we've done this. Yeah. Uh, we we did it a couple weeks in a row, and then we wanted to take a break, and then we took a very long break, and and we yeah. haven't done it since. <laughs> and since there's a guest here, seems like a. Perfect time to do yeah. it. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of a lighter episode, less to talk about in these movies. So, all right, uh, let's roll some dice, shall we? Yes. Uh, thirty-seven is forest. Okay, mm. that shows promise. And fifty-six. Uh, is Hidden World. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. 17 is School. Mm. Hmm. Seven, and the last one is 5, which is Animals. Hmm. Hmm. We can drop School. Yeah, that seems to be the universally agreed upon Se- drop Secret here. hidden animal world? Yeah. Uh, In my, the forest? Yeah, my brain immediately went to something like... Um, uh, something like you have a bunch of kids that like have normal lives, but like most of the shows when they leave that to like go into the woods and where they meet like a bunch of animal friends. That seems like the through line that this creates. 
Now you see, I, yeah. I, I was thinking maybe drop animals, mm-hmm. and then, you know how there were a bunch of uh, car- movies in the '80s that got cartoons that really shouldn't have gotten cartoons. You know, like RoboCop. Yeah. Yeah. Rambo. Yeah. Yeah. What if they Toxic did? Toxic Crusader. Talk. Yeah, Toxic Crusader. Uh, Toxic Crusader at least had a good message for kids, <laughs> which was you know. Um. <laughs> yeah, but the movie though. Was... Yeah, the movie though. Mm-hmm. Not for kids. No, it was not. <laughs> but from the yeah. same st- from the same studio that brought you the killer condom. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, but you know, environmentalism's always a good message, so it, it worked. But um, yep. But but yeah, no, mm. it, it it was not the right medium. Uh, but I was thinking maybe Blair Witch. Hmm. What if there's a school in the forest? For Blair Witches. Eh. No? Okay. I dropped the connection to Blair Witch because my thought was very similar when he said drop animals. Bunch of yeah. kids. I'm just going to say they're all girls just because I think this would make it. It makes the witch connection better. Bunch of uh-huh. girls who are supposedly normal kids. Like there's no like witch lineage or anything. Mm-hmm. But they found a secret witch school that is in the woods. In the woods. That is a night school. So, like, one night... So, like... By day, they're going to regular school. Um, At night, they go to witch school. So, they're just always tired. No, there's probably some magic explanation. Or, like, the night school's, like, Mm -hmm. once a week or something. I don't know. Okay. But, like, I like this idea of... They... It's a one of those normal life, magic life things, but it's not like Sabrina where it's tied to she has a witch lineage because I never liked that mm-hmm. bit. Okay. But I did like I loved the of two worlds bit. Yeah, yeah. And I then so tying it to this secret witch school that's off in the woods in these magic woods that has I don't know probably a whole bunch of other magic shit going on. Oh yeah, or maybe it's, like it's a summer ever- school. It's like the Everfree Forest or something. Yeah. It could also just be a summer school, so, like, this is where they go over the summer to learn magic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, I, I want, um, if we're gonna sell toys, I imagine, obviously, you have the, the broomsticks and the outfits, but also, yes. they all have familiars. So toys for the of the familiars, and they have like little mm-hmm. interactive shit you can do with the familiars. Yeah, like okay. a, like an owl toy, a cat toy. Uh... Maybe my only my only pushback is it depends how many kids are in the main cast and how we want to do the teachers. Yeah, because I, I, I think because like if we have like three or four in the main cast, then giving them all a familiar makes sense. If we have any more, we want to share the familiar. So we're not making too many plushies. Yeah. I, I was thinking, you know, it should be like, I think if they, okay, the, well here, here's my question. Are the familiars mm-hmm. characters unto themselves or are they just cute animals that hang around? I think they could be characters. Okay. Then we, I like the need... idea of them being like Gigi or Salem. Okay, then they can't each have a familiar. That's too. That's too many characters for the cast. Well, then so it, here it's only the only the four main girls have. No, I'm saying that's too many. One Eight main character familiar is too many. Yeah, one familiar for a group of like three or four girls. Yes. Now okay, what we fine. could do is either, because I had two thoughts of that. Mm-hmm. Either 
we just make their teacher the the familiar yeah would be a yeah. funny thing kind of like um the cat teacher from princess tutu yeah or for whatever reason um it's like a tutor program thing where like adult witches get familiars but like that's a thing you only get when you become like a fully fledged witch yeah but instead mm -hmm. the girls in these classes are paired off in like groups around familiars so like each yeah. group of like three or four girls has a familiar yeah that's that familiar is like the familiar is like they're not to go back to boy scouts or whatever girl scouts like den mother or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. like kind of in charge of them but like we can do some fun stuff that's like the familiar is important to magic for XYZ reasons, which is why we give you a training familiar. To, uh, to also, if sorry, go on. Mm -hmm. no, if this is summer school, we could we could do a camp thing, camp school slash thing. Yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. What What is camp if not forest school? Yeah. That would make sense, and also that mean that would make it easier for like this is why this familiar is with these four girls because they're in the same cabin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Each cabin has their own familiar. Yeah. yeah. And, they're, and they're the counselors. Yeah. I yeah. like the idea of, though, the f main four girls are didn't know it was a witch school when they came here. <laughs> but oh, yeah, now that totally. they're here, they're learning to be witches. I like I like the idea that they they knew each other. Like, that they're, yes. they're from the same town. They, went, they go to the same school. Maybe two of them are sisters. Yeah. Uh, so you can have one yeah. who's a little younger. So there's, like... That that that's like a fun cartoon dynamic that mm -hmm. they have often. Um, now know, the, the I do have a question, code. and I, it's mm -hmm. so obviously across the lake. Lake is the boys' camp. Is oh, it yeah. a warlock school or is it a different thing entirely? Wizards. wizards. Could be a wizard I, school. I, I, Would be funny. I think it'd be fun but if they were something tied Wait. into magic, but not actually wizards or witches i was thinking like maybe like a vampire hunter school or monster hunter school no 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 it's a wizard school and they're really rich and posh and we make hair <laughs> parody no come on it's funny. no it's cliche. no the wizards it yeah. is but like also i want there to be a joke in like episode uh two or three like one or two they're like as you all know, witches, we come out to the forest to learn our magic like proper civilized people, while wizards just stay up in their towers and their universities at, like, schmucks. You know, something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, I just... I wanted to be clear that they're, that they're nerds and witches are real shit. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I was seeing it more like... Rather than the dichotomy between poor camp and rich camp, I was thinking more like... Mm -hmm. The witch camp is sort of like the science camp or math camp or mm. band camp mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the other camp is like the jock camp hmm um, werewolf camp well no, i i no, was no. thinking like camp helsing monster hunters yeah they still deal with magic stuff but they themselves are not studying magic because that's that's nerd shit yeah mm -hmm. we kill magic we don't learn it <laughs> I, I like the idea of them being I... rivals, but they are not trying... They will not hurt the witches for being witches. Yeah, that, that, that's... I, I, wasn't say, I wouldn't say they kill magic. I'd say it's more like... It, it's the, the mundane side of, of the magic world. 
so to speak. I, I don't mean they're the ones that like keep the peace place. because like there are monsters in these woods, and that's oh, yeah. like yes. their job. I think, but like there, are, I want also want to make it clear because world building obviously one of the like teachers is going to be a vampire that's just around. So like there are some good monsters. Yeah, I, I think ultimately these camps are training two groups of children to work in concert towards the same mm-hmm. goal, but it's yeah. two different specialties within that goal. So mm-hmm. I think there would be episodes where we actually see the them team up, mm-hmm. but oh, yeah. ult- cause it, it's not, we kill magic. It's, you know, the wit- we keep it in check. Yeah. Or not, not even that. Cause it's, Witches and kind of like witches and like monster it, hunters do the same job, and they do it in concert. Uh, kind of like uh, conservation it, it, conservationists. Yeah, it, like they, park rangers. Yeah, they're just rivals. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 so, like the difference between like a um, environmental scientist and a park ranger. Exactly. Yes. I, I want I want the girls when they because they're the last ones to arrive. They they're always really jealous of the fact that all the other cabins have really cool familiars. Like, there's one cabin that just has a fucking dragon. Well, theirs is. Listen, I know that's cliche. I do want them to have the sassy black cat. Oh, for me, I want it to be a toad. I was gonna say a bullfrog. <laughs> yeah, would also be, be fun. Toad. Yes, I want to be a toad. Yeah, toad or a toad newt. Good. I I like or toad. I like toad. Wait, how about a bat? bat? Bat would be fun. Bat would be fun. Alright. I mean, I'm I'm cool with toad or bat or either one. No, Just, the bat, 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 bat. Bat, I think, would be easier to sell toys of. It would. Mm-hmm. Um, More marketable, unfortunately. Yeah. I just see it yeah. being kind of annoying for framing because bats don't really operate good right, like right side up. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So I like the idea of it being a cat with some sort of like special ribbon or something, but that's just cuz like I like that. It, no, no, the black the sassy black cat can be like the familiar of like the head of the of the camp, like the dean. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz adult witches all have their own familiars. That's like yeah. part of the through line. Yeah. Oh yeah, one of them has a unicorn. So it'll be like the slugworth. <laughs> From Camp Laszlo, yeah. or whatever his name was. Oh, s- s- yeah, whatever the fuck his name was. Slughorn, I think. Slughorn, yeah. S- uh, Where, like, remember. he's still in pretty much every episode and gets the best lines, but he's not the main one, a part of the main cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, a, t- so a, a bat. So, some sort of frog i could see a cute frog working actually now that i think about it if we want it to operate right side up mm-hmm. just because with a bat if you want it unless you want it perched dangling all the time it has to be constantly flapping i also mm-hmm. like the idea of um one of the girls being a huge anime nerd and being like this is just like o- ojama joe do me and everyone looks at her like we have no idea what you're saying yeah yeah <laughs> Like, um, we have no idea what the fuck you're saying. It's just like, you know, with the witches... Uh, we don't know. It's a, it's an anime. What do you think we are, weebs? <laughs> um, but, uh... I like, a, I like a frog. I want him to be like a little... I want, like, Mr. Toad. Like a little... Yeah. Little dude, a little man with, a, like, a little bow tie. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. 
he's like he's very like you know. I can get behind that. And when he gets mad, he puffs up. <laughs> I never. Uh, he's, oh no, he's very—he's the only voice of reason about, for the girls not going into uh, hijinks and misadventures, and he's always ignored. See, I wasn't. He's a Sebastian. I wasn't picturing him. That's not how I was picturing it, but I do like that. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't like how I pictured it at first, either, but I like this idea because, yeah. like, it makes more sense with him being a camp counselor than what I was thinking. As long as it's not the the. Mm-hmm. Voice, I... not always. Yeah, he's. He... I like the idea that sometimes he's like, you know what, girls, you're right. Someone n- does need to do this. Or like having his own reasons, where sometimes he'll be like, okay, so I gotta go. I gotta go do a thing, and then they follow mm-hmm. him, and he's like, sneak away from camp for his own reason. Yeah, 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 for sure. Do the girls all specialize in their own type of magic? I think the kind of I don't to. think sort of, I feel like it's less specialties and more that they're each find a different talent but because this is a summer camp and like they're not old enough to be specializing in magic yet they're just learning the basics I, it's more like they each are particularly good at one of the uh, events so like there's one girl who's really good at flying the, the flying class courses yeah another girl's getting really good in the potion making another girl's getting really good at um I don't know incantations, rituals, whatever. I want another is just. Hmm? I think the last one is like a girl who's getting really good at like magical biology, like learning about the plants and animals of the forest. I think you could put that under potions, like you know. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Care Um, for magical creatures. A girl who's just like, did they all explain their? their things and then the little sister character is they ask her well, what do you do i make fire <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah she's for whatever reason she can only do fire magic and when she does it's a problem <laughs> <laughs> you want to see me do a trick <laughs> she just snaps her finger and she like starts rolling a little like spark on her. Oh, no, her that is her catchphrase. Oh, Anytime that's... they meet like a new monster, is hey, want to see me do a trick? And then the monster's on fire. <laughs> yeah, that, that I I was picturing something less, not finesse. I I, I don't like the idea mm-hmm. of her. I, I like the idea of her being pure chaos and just being like, want to oh, yes. see a trick? Mm-hmm. And then she just combusts entirely. Yeah. This is so fucking cool! <laughs> wild magic? Yeah. yeah. Like, she's just... Oh, if it's wild magic, know. then, like, it's not... It's usually fire, but, like, she can also pull off some crazy powerful stuff that she has no control over. I... I, I... I'm thinking Madison for her name. Mad Madison? Madison. Mad. They yeah. call her Maddie. Yeah. No, they call her Mads. 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 Yeah, that's good. Her sisters call her Mads. Her sister and all of her, all of her sister's friends call her Mads. I'm kind of picturing her like Polly from Amphibia. Yeah, I'm picturing like a, a Webby slash Maple. Yeah. Okay. Someone who's just really into like, yeah! She's super into it. Okay, yeah. Just in general. I, I just the one thing I want to get it across is she's a sledgehammer, not a lock pick. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh yeah, no. Okay. She can pull off. There's like some like the season finale would be like her going to like the mystic lake or whatever, and somehow purifying it all with her magic. 
but like she has no control over her magic none the yeah, other girls all just, do it, it's yeah. on and off that's it mm-hmm. and which is something all the counselors i feel like are like this is fascinating we haven't had a wild mage like this in years yeah um I want her big sister to be named Lydia, and she's the potion slash magical creature person. Okay. She is the huge, the biggest nerd about magic shit. Probably the one she's who makes the the, the anime reference. Yeah. Yeah, she's the big nerd. For sure. I, but I want her to be a nerd in the style of like Tulip in Infinity Train, where like yeah. she is completely no nonsense about it. Ex- excitable, but like very much your modern nerd that has no tolerance for like being belittled or like not being taken seriously. Uh, I want one of the other girls to mean Abigail after the Salem witch trials. Mm-hmm. Like Abby. She's the one who is the least interested in it being met. Ab- Abigail, Abby. She is the rich kid of them. I say rich kid. She's not rich, but she's like mm-hmm. the one with the nicest house type deal. Yeah. They're all roughly middle she's class. The, yeah. She's the closest to up, upper middle class. And so she's mm-hmm. the one who's like the most concerned with her appearance or whatever. But she is the one that's best at flying. Because she's like, oh yeah, it's just like riding a horse. And she's like riding the broom yeah. side saddle. <laughs> um, And the last girl, what was the power? And like she rides yeah. the broom side okay. saddle while like doing her nails. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The last, what was the last girl? What would you want her power to be? Um, what did I have yeah, left? We said it. Yeah, why did we said it? Potions, so. flying, um, incantations, wild magic. Oh, good at like rituals and like like type type like incantations, like she's the goth. spells. Yes, she's the goth. Yeah, she's also into divination. She's goth, but she's n- no divination's yeah, yeah. better. Divination's better. She's goth, but she is new to being goth, and all the girls are still forgetting that she's goth now. <laughs> Mm-hmm. She's like a goth who started, who has decided to be goth for this summer. <laughs> yeah, Let, like, yeah, we know you're goth. Last year you were prep, and the year before that you were a jock, <laughs> and before that you were a horse girl. So <laughs> <laughs> that's listen, how she I'm, and listen. Uh, I'm a, sorry, go on. And then she listen. I'm a young tween trying to figure out my identity, man. <laughs> <laughs> we say tween. I feel like they are like. Most of them are like fifteen, sixteen. I, I like the idea of that the, them uh, this being the last summer before high school. Okay, so like twelve, thirteen. Okay, 14, and then their 14. younger sisters. They're they're fourteen, 14 okay. going into high 13, school. Thirteen, fourteen. Uh, okay. the, the younger yeah. sister could be like twelve. Yeah. yeah like, I'm a young tween. That makes sense for them all being in the same age bracket of camp. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a young tween trying to figure a place in the world. Man, don't judge me. Yeah. She is definitely trying out the goth thing as a way to reinvent herself for high school. Yeah, high school debut and all but that. But she, she's finding divination interesting because she's very much a forward thinker, and that's why she's, like, changing her look so often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about... And I'm trying to think, how how does... What's her favorite form? Like, what's her, thi- like, form of divination she does? Cards? Is it crystal ball? Is it, like, dreams? Mm-hmm. Like, what is her... Th- Dreams tea would be leaves. Fun. Dreams, would, dreams I, I yeah, think, but dreams require she be asleep for I, it. And I like it being something she does. I, I think uh, for active type, crystal ball is the easiest form of 
yeah. divination to convey in a visual medium. Yeah. Yeah, but she also has she does have dreams. She does have prophetic dreams, yes. Yeah. I, I, I think um I think they practice all of them. Because she's studying divination as a whole. Yes. But it's so also she does first all of them, year. but like her favorite's probably the crystal ball. Yeah. I like the idea of she's adv- adv- the crystal ball is an advanced form of divination because it requires like projecting an image into it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like it's remarkable to this teachers that she's able to do the crystal ball despite this being her first year at camp. She also uses I- the crystal ball as a weapon. Yes. I want okay, I want her real Oh, and name. I want it- Go on. Oh, I was saying, I, I wanted her to be her weapon, but it's not a telekinetic spell. She just chucks it. Oh, I was thinking even yeah. similar. Rather than chuck it, she just, like, brains people with it. Like a big rock. She just... No, no, she she uses it like a soccer ball. <laughs> oh, oh, but that would hurt so much. Like, her, yeah, it would hurt her so much. Yeah. Yeah, but... I, I just like I the idea... Real... Oh, go on. Mm-hmm. Go on. I want her name. I want her real name to be Kimberly, Kimberly, aka Kimmy. But she's like, no, I'm Ophelia Blackmore now. <laughs> Maybe Blackmore is her actual last name. Yeah, but she just wants her first name to fit it better. Match, match, match the cool last name. Yeah. No, no, no. It was gonna be Ophelia. She gets to, but when she gets into divination, she's like, no, hold on, it's Cassandra. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can dig that. Uh, I am. I, I just had Cass- this scene. Sorry, go on. No, I just like it being. So I'm Cassandra. They're like, and so they keep forgetting it's Cassandra now. So they're like Kim the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she's like, it is Cassandra. What about Cassie? Cassandra. Cassandra the Diviner. <laughs> I had this, right. I had this uh, scene pictured in my head mm-hmm. of um. Like, it, it's mm-hmm. in the middle of the fight, and she's holding the crystal ball, and she's doing, like, the wave her hands around it, and she's, like, drawing in the opponent's, like, I see your future. I foresee in your future a headache. And then she just whacks him upside the head <laughs> with the crystal ball. Yep. Yeah. All we need now is a title. Oh, uh, that's what I've been trying to think of. Camp Hex a lot is kind of, like, the the backup yeah. one. Mm. Uh, there's a there's there's there are puns here. We can do puns. Hmm. Something Grove, like like Camp Coven Grove. Camp Coven. Camp Coven. Camp good, Coven. Actually, is good. yeah, Camp Coven is really good. Camp Coven. There it is. Camp Coven. <laughs> Welcome to Camp Coven, kids. <laughs> there it is. Done. Yep. Bada bing. Ship right. it. I love this it. show already. We forgot the time. This. Never happened. We did, but uh, <laughs> we kind of got there though. Yeah, we kind of got there at like we're we're just a little over twenty minutes. Yeah. All so, right. You know. So yeah, Camp Coven. Uh, camp Coven. I like it. What What's the other camp? Camp. Uh, we well, said Camp Helsing. I camp think Helsing? that's good. All right. That That was just a name I threw out there, but okay. Well, I like that because they're like, yes, this camp was founded by Van Helsing himself. Yeah. That's like their big, like, it is a jock camp, but it's also a little bit like, oh, yeah, we have a lineage, a legacy. Can we talk about, uh, 
I, I know we just wrapped it up, but can we talk about their uh, counterparts over there, maybe? I feel like they have fewer boys than there are to girls. I feel like the ratio is not exact. Mm-hmm. But I like the idea of there are, like, three boys. Yeah. Um, yeah. That I, didn't know each other before camp, but are camp best friends. Yeah. I, I want one of them to be, like, I thought this was a guitar camp. Because he thought it was Camp <laughs> he, Van Halen. Oh. No, no, no. no. He's like the girls where he's new to it being magic. The other two are not new to ma- magic. So they were the ones who got like put in his in this kid's cabin. So they're like, oh, you're going to be our new best friend now. Where we show you everything. <laughs> so so we have these two kids, these two boys who are the fuck-ups. The, like, uh, mm-hmm. the, ca- the clown and the nerd. Mm-hmm. You're Simon and Alvin. Bimmy and um, Jammy. Yeah. <laughs> who get into mischief together all the time. They're always in trouble. So no one believes them about XYZ monster, except when they find the same monster that the girls across the lake have found. Okay. Yeah. So is, is is the kid who thought it was a guitar camp the only competent one of them then? Yes. Okay, I can dig that. <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah. He's like, for whatever reason, uh, he's really good with the uh, with like a bow and arrow. He's like, I've been to summer camps before. <laughs> I did. I know scouts. how to shoot one of these. And also, my dad took me hunting. And he's like, no, he he's also a boy scout. Yeah. So he's unlike the other two, he knows normal camp things. Yeah. It's like it's just starting a campfire. What do you mean you can't start a campfire? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a tent. It's just a I can tent. picture, I can picture one of the big bads of one of the the seasons, being like some sort of like, uh, he was banished from the Helsing School or whatever, or like the Monster mm. School, and he's like a witch hunter, mm. or some shit. I can dig it, an extremist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone who's right. like anti magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anti magic, big anti magic dude. Yeah, I I like the idea that um. I know you want to wrap this up, and I will. I just had one other thing I wanted to throw out there about uh, mm-hmm. the Boy Scout. Yeah. yeah. What if he's like yeah. uh, Dante from Clerks, where it's just like you know he's he's always like he's competent, he's good at his job. That's not really Dante from Clerks. I know that, but I'm just taking this next bit from that character. Mm-hmm. The I'm not even supposed to be here today. But you replace that with, <laughs> I thought this was Guitar Camp! Oh, so a little bit like Ar- uh, Arnold. Like, I knew I shouldn't have gone to camp this year. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> shouldn't yeah. have should have stayed home today. It was just like, he wanted to do a non-sports camp once. Yep. Once. He's like, I'm tired of the running. He wanted oh, to go every to- time he's... <laughs> yeah. Every time he is running from a monster, it's like, I wanted to go to camp to get away from the running. I just so I wanted to learn camp. to play guitar, man. <laughs> yeah. That'd be good. I think his only character arc is that he does, by the end of the summer, learn to play the guitar. <laughs> Wait, what if he's the first cross school thing and he becomes a bard? No, I like the idea of it comes up as an as an actual dramatic moment where he learn where he's trying all summer like during his free periods to play the guitar. Where he's like, I came to camp for one reason, and I will do it. Yeah. But like, uh, it comes to a head when like they're they're fighting some like beast. A siren. That's like, not not a siren. I'm thinking like uh, 
music soothes the beast type deal mm-hmm. where he like mm-hmm. puts a monster to sleep by playing a song for it on the guitar yeah. and like saves the day yeah. in a dramatic moment and like, I do I'm... like the siren idea though where he like has like a uh, music off the siren no I, w- I want it and I want it to be like Man, where did you learn that? I wa- I learned one song this summer that was "Smoke on the Water," baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh right. right, yeah, that's enough. We could. Yeah, this is. A good I one. love this idea for a show. This, this is a good one. This is a good one. This is a real. This is a real good one. Yeah. yeah. This is one of my favorites. All right, we're yeah. we're gonna take. Well, with that wrapped up, we're gonna take one more short break. And when we get back, it's time to meet the Wolfman. We'll see you then. Welcome everybody to Acme Podcast Incorporated, and it's time for us to meet the Wolfman with Alvin and the Chipmunks. I honestly still can't believe that it was just straight up, hey, it's the descendant of John Talbane (laughs) from the original Wolfman movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hey, I I forgot about that bit. To be completely honest, despite it not being subtle, yeah. But I would like to preface anything else we do by saying I forgot literally all about Madame Rhea. <laughs> I did too. Yeah. <laughs> Before I watched this, and like, I feel bad for making you watch it because I didn't remember she was like that, and I apologize. Like oh, what? Thing? Oh. oh, sorry. The uh, yeah. Roma. We'll cut that out. Roma. She. Both Roma and it felt a, just like r- insensitive. Yeah. Yeah. It's referencing the original film. It is, and I get that. It felt insensitive. It is. Yeah. Like her, even as like a nod to that. Her yeah. accent isn't really Roma. In any way, it's not. It's, it's just northeastern. It, it's anyone yeah. you could meet in Queens, basically. Yeah, Boston. but she did. Uh, but but she dresses up. She she appropriates Roma stereotypes. Yeah, stereotypes. Uh, which, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh, well, that and like I don't know. You know what? Never mind. I, it, she she felt like an insensitive part of the movie, and like I didn't like that yeah. when we watched through it. Yeah, it mm-hmm. was. Uh, Two thousand was a different time. <laughs> it was twenty, 20 years, years ago. ago. Yeah. <sighs> God, I feel old. I was only five. Yeah. God. I'm. <laughs> I was only. I was only nine. I was ten. 
Mm-hmm. Well, depending on what month. Yeah. If it was past but, um, May, I was 10. Unlike Frankenstein, this one has a more coherent plot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's also trying to be like a... Uh, this is the one that felt like the backdoor pilot, even more so than the other one. Yes, because it introduces more characters that you could see being uh, recurring characters like mm-hmm. um, the, the bully. I can't remember his name. Nathan. 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 Yeah. Nathan. Also the drama teacher. The drama teacher, yeah. The Chapettes are here. Uh, Mr. I, Rochelle by Rob Paulson. I really liked that bit where he said, like, I'll be the laughing stock of the drama teacher bowling league. <laughs> <laughs> I did like, and it also did give us Mr. Talbot becoming, spoilers, the new principal at the end. Yeah. Which yeah. really felt like it was setting up to for this to be the equivalent to, like, the Archie mysteries. I mm. wouldn't have hated that. Uh, I wouldn't have hated it either. I've never seen yeah, Archie like it mysteries. Re- I, I haven't seen Archie's Weird Mysteries either, other than I think, I, I think we had a DVD that had a singular episode okay. of it in there. And if I remember correctly, it was... It might have just been a, nor- a different Archie cartoon, but I remember it was about they found an ice block that had um, the caveman ancestor to Jughead in it, <laughs> and they <laughs> melted it, and Jughead then convinced the caveman to dress up as him and go to school for him so he could stay home. I love it. That's fucking stupid. And I that love was. It. Most of the episode, and it ended with the ruse getting found out, obviously. And so that they could walk the character off screen and Jughead didn't have to deal, couldn't use this anymore. Um, A cave woman Betty shows up and drags Jughead away by the ear. (laughs) Stupid. And they are never talked about again. Mr. Weather. But that was like the one episode of this I've seen. That's stupid. I mean, yeah, it's an Archie thing. Like, I love Archie. Yeah. I really, Archie I genuinely met, love Archie. Archie met the Punisher. I love the, the Archie the things I've seen that are not Riverdale. Are not I refuse Riverdale. to watch Riverdale because it's... Me like, too. There's Archie stuff I like because it's like... Okay. There's stuff about... You know what? We'll do an Archie episode one day. And then I'll get mm-hmm. on my Archie soapbox. Um, I have a whole thing about... Riverdale being bad, and because I don't think I'll be on that episode, I'll just go ahead and say... If you want to, ri- you could be. I could. could be. I could. There's nothing stopping Yeah. All I, all I want to say about Riverdale right now is I watched episode one, and that was enough for me to say, this could have been literally not at all connected to Archie, and it would have had more integrity as a show. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give my Archie spiel now, actually, because you've touched <laughs> on it. Um, well, yeah, I know. Sorry. Um, but you've activated my trap card. <laughs> um, the thing I like about Archie comics, not the comics themselves, but the publishing company and the, like the license holders of Archie, yeah. they don't give two shits. They'll let you, if any writer comes to them with an idea, they'll be like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Because apparently the, the people who own it now are the kids of the creators. And they hate each other. <laughs> they they, they hate each other. And so they just don't give two shits about the company. As long as it makes them money, they don't care. Um, mm. They don't want to think about it. They don't want to talk to each other. 
just they they just they're fine with whatever. They don't care. But that also means we get some wild ass shit. And some of it's really good. Like the uh there was that Archie uh zombie apocalypse store comic <laughs> book line that was Mm-hmm. super Christ. fucking good like way better than it had any right to be uh and, and that's also why you get stuff like the crossover with the punisher and the predator yeah and uh the, and ninja ninja turtles ninja turtles <laughs> and a couple years ago there was that like archie 1941 where it's basically just archie but he's a high school senior during pearl harbor and so it's about mm-hmm. him uh He's not quite young enough. He's not old enough to get drafted, but he's old enough to enlist. Mm. And so it's basically about him like, I gotta do something, Jug. I gotta go beat the Nazis. That mm. sounds crazy, but it's handled really seriously. It, like, it's not a funny series mm. at all. It's way outside the tone for Archie. And it's really good because of it. I mean, you say that Archie's main stuff, like um, Life with Archie gets dark sometimes it does. not dark but like serious like that time that uh archie died protecting uh kevin yeah uh life Who, by the way it's the main reason yeah that's the main reason i hate riverdale there are a lot of reasons i hate riverdale but like kevin it being like an actually well-handled gay character yeah like to Riverdale going, hey, what if we take all of his stuff about being the new kid and like wanting to run for student president and stuff? We shove all of that onto um, Veronica, and instead, all of the stuff about being Betty's best friend goes on to Kevin, who is now a gay best friend stereotype with no personality. Yeah, yeah. it drove me up a wall especially because like the thing with kevin was he was friends with betty he was better friends with archie and jughead <laughs> like he was just this their friend who happened to be gay and like what also wanted was the new kid he wanted to be student council president he had like political ambitions yeah well he had the whole thing about wanting to go into the military because dad was and it would help him get elected later on in life because he like wanted to change the country to be a better place and that was a whole thing that like the tv show would later go on to pervert where he joins rotc purely to chase a boy and like yeah yeah no okay um, and i'm putting the soapbox away soapbox is away now yeah no um i'll say you gave riverdale more of a chance than i did just because I saw it was a CW show, and I was like, the CW formula works fine for bullshit like Arrow and Flash, but I cannot, I don't want to see what sort of bullshit they do to Archie. Oh, you were correct. You were absolutely correct. Episode 1 does have, and I will say this now to listeners who might have considered giving it a chance as a, one of those so bad as a train wreck things. Yeah. I don't even think it's worth that, genuinely. It's not. Because episode one, the subplot they end the episode on, the subplot they start the episode on is the murder of Cheryl's brother. Which is like, whatever. No one cared about Cheryl's brother anyway, but like, whatever. It's annoying that that's not even like the main plot of the episode, but it was the subplot they started on. I don't understand why they can't just deliver a good slice of life comedy that is Archie. CW. I don't know. But no, like, no, 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 no. I just not mean even the th- any live, any television project from Archie in general 
has always been some sort of twist on the formula, like let's make it Scooby-Doo or let's make it a live-action TV movie that's about everyone coming back for a high school reunion or some other shit. It's just never a good... When the comic lends itself really well to just being an episodic sitcom. Just just make it a sitcom. <laughs> yeah. But make it no, a cartoon. Like, make it a cartoon. A cartoon sitcom. I would have... I'd watch it. it. That sounds fun. Yeah. Even add the new characters. Like, Kevin... I, listen, I like Kevin a lot because he seems well handled. But, like, when I had Archie comics... The few Archie comics I had as a kid were not... Didn't include Kevin in them. Kevin so I never got to, like, modern. experience them. I know he's extremely yeah. modern, so like if we did it nowadays, yeah. and we were able to throw Riverdale out in the trash where it belongs, I would like to see Kevin in there as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, I, I optimally it wouldn't be like a children's, it, it, for lack of a better term, adult animation, but not what we usually think of with adult animation. I just I would mean rather, geared yeah, towards yeah. a more adult audience. Geared towards, I want to say college enough. plus, but like I want it Close to be. Enough, brother. I, I would like it to be college plus while still, like, being clean enough that could kids could be in the room. It's just not geared for them. I, know what I mean? Regular like, show. Regular show, yeah. I was yeah. going to say just not – it's not a good comparison because the tone is way off, but, like, sim, like early Simpsons or Family Guy. Mm. Um, yeah, something not, like that. Again, yeah. not the tone, just – the demographic. It's still primetime yeah. animation, but it's, you know... I just like the idea of... I want it to still be like clean enough that it can be used for kids, because that's always been like Archie's wheelhouse. Yeah. Is like, I, I, I just, but I want it... But still appealing to an older audience and allowing it to get into themes and ideas set in the high school thing that are appropriate to that age group that, for whatever reason, we've deemed are not appropriate to tell us stories for that age group. Exactly. I, I'm with you 100% there. I just had to draw the comparison yeah. to those two because mm -hmm. it's the primetime aspect. I don't want it to be adult yeah. swim. Yeah. I, I want it to be primetime, but I want it to have... Again, yeah. I mean, like, Simpsons... I watched Simpsons when I was, like, four or five... Yeah. Uh, my parents weren't like, this is inappropriate. Um, I know people who. My parents, parents were, did. but they were just. Yeah. yeah. My parents were pretty lenient on stuff. As long as it wasn't like yeah. realistic violence, it was a okay. Mm. Um, no, now I'm going to put my parents on blast here. The literal exact reason my mom didn't want us watching Simpsons, because I remember there were a couple episodes I did get to watch with them. Mm -hmm. The reason they stopped was, and I quote, uh, my mom thought it was irreverent to the church. End no quote. shit. <sighs> okay, my parents are now off blast, but... <laughs> On that note... Uh, back to the Wolfman. Yeah, sorry. Yes, but... uh, Archie segment is over. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, this movie has it actual felt, plot. Yeah. yeah, it felt like a pilot because like all the characters... Uh, the ending being like, here's Mr. Talbot. And like very much. <laughs> this felt like Universal saying, no, we can do more with this setting that we established with Frankenstein where like we've got the chipmunks and they can meet and do adventures with all of our Universal monsters. We are desperate to keep making money off of. Yeah, yeah the, um, the thing that 
uh, though you mentioned in the first move, the first part that like this is one of those ones where they're famous, and this is one of the ones where they're not. <laughs> yeah, I mean they are. It's just they also go to school. It it was like that in the show as well. Uh, sometimes they were famous, sometimes they weren't. It, it not you know no. Sometimes it, them being a famous music act was relevant to the plot, and sometimes it wasn't. Sometimes it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes they were just kids. Yeah. That's more what's here. This is. Yeah, this is more their their kids, and this is again relevant to the chipettes as well, because like they're in the same situation of this is one where they're also just kids. Yeah, yeah. I wish the chipettes had more of a role in this movie. Cause... I do too, because like the role they have shows off their personalities well, but they could have been in more. If this move, if you spun this out into a feature length film instead of like an hour long, they could have been given a lot more to do. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because Britney already steals the show every time she's on screen. Yeah. Uh, By design. Back into a human. (laughs) Eleanor was literally playing the role that she was in the play. Yeah. In the overall plot of this movie. Yeah. Um. Pretty much. Like. But this movie does a good job of showing off that the chipettes are not the. Chip, the chipmunks, but girls. Yeah, they're not. They're their own characters. Uh, which, which I, I think all of the movies have done a good job of that. Yeah, uh, the, the show. I just like pointing it out. Yeah, the show. Their introduction in the show, though, the one where Britney sings uh, "Tomorrow" from Annie. Mm. Oh God, yeah. Uh, that 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 those the episodes that centered on them did a good job of showing them being different from the Chipmunks. Uh, but I have that song stuck in my head. It's a good song. Um, yeah. But the show, you know, we'll do the show one day. I'll talk about my issues mm. with the relative scale of the Chipmunks. <laughs> mm. Oh. Um. But that can wait. I mean, that can wait. I mean, does it? They are. I mean, okay. Yeah. I got a question about that, by the way. What's up? Mm-hmm. Is it? Are they small because they're chipmunks or because they're children? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. I think you'll notice that when they're next to any human kid, they're shorter than them than yeah. the human kid. Because I'm just imagining a really fucked up scenario. Not by much, like, but they are. Where Short they grow isn't. up, and it's like they're the size of like Dave. I think they're gonna max out at the size of like a short fourteen-year-old. Yeah, I think about... they would max out at like Nathan's height, where Nathan's still shorter than Dave. Yeah, or um the principal, but he's did still we... like tall to the. To they're the hobbits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did we ever talk about that shit about that movie that never happened when we talk about Chipmunk Adventure? Uh, which one? Mm. The adult movie with the chipmunks in it? No. It was, it was like they were older and like they were like they were like rock stars or whatever, and there was going to be like a sex scene. I don't like that. I don't like it either. But it. Why it, does that remind me of the, that movie Ted? There's production photos. I don't like that at all. It was going to be done by uh. That sounds like thing. the same plot of Ted. A yeah, it was going to be done by the same people, same people who did uh, freaking uh, Fritz the Cat. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. It was just, yeah, it never, it never came to fruition. Thank God. 
Yeah, well, yeah. 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 Um, Would have been... Mm-hmm. My, but anyway. My issue with skills, because specifically in that episode of... Uh, where, where we meet, where we see the Chipette's origin... Mm-hmm. At one scene, Brittany is the same height as the little girl, and in another, she's small enough to fit in the air vent to look outside. Now, Glaze, are you complaining about model sizes in a children's cartoon? <laughs> are you complaining about modeling businesses in a children's cartoon? Sounds like Steven Universe Critical needs to give you a call. <laughs> that fucking got you. I wouldn't say complain. It's just something, even as a kid, I laughed about it. Mm. Oh, God. Um, I know you were just having a laugh. Having <laughs> a fucking giggle, mate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway. Back to this movie. Yeah. Um, I think this... Oh, yeah, I was going to mention about the Universal Movies thing. This movie shows it off better than the last one, but, like, the fact that both... The movies existed and are marketed in the world of the movie. Well, also, they actually happened because we yep. see, like, where, like, Alvin is going through a phase where he is obsessed with monster movies. He has toys of, like, every universal monster, like, on his shelf. Yep. And we can see when Dave's pulling posters off of his room, he literally has a creature from the Black Lagoon poster. Yep. Yeah. And then freaking John, uh, freaking the Mr. Talbot mentioned. Lawrence Talbot. Lord Talbot mentions his ancestor from the original fucking film. Yep. 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 Got shot bullets. at by yeah. Silver bullets. They shot at my ancestor. That's fucking metal. Yep. <laughs> it is. Literally. <laughs> but yeah, the the like this weird thing where this ca- this movie manages to have its cake and eat its too about how much people know about monsters mm-hmm. and how real they are. Yeah. Now we'll say, unlike the last movie, Dave does get to like figure out what's some. going on. Yeah, he, also he doesn't do gets... anything. He does nothing. I want to make yeah, that clear nothing. to the audience. Yeah, yeah. Also, is was it just me or did this movie had better animation? A little bit, yeah. Uh, more consistent animation is what I'd say. Because like the beginning of um Frankenstein, everything was over animated. Yeah, yeah. Like it, yeah. And then, like, as of the, like, everything before the movie sequencing, because, like, they put a lot of effort into, like, the facial expressions and, like, movement of the Karen lady and her son and Mr. Yes Man. Yeah, Yeah. I liked Mr. Yes Man. Yeah. (laughs) What do you think? Well, I can't help you with her bedwetting, (laughs) but... Um, the, uh, I just know, like, it's maybe not better, but the animation was bouncier? Yeah. Like I said, that it's more consistent. Yeah, it had more energy. It definitely did. Maybe not better. Yeah. Maybe not better, just, you know, different. Um, No, I, I would say better. I, I really would. Um, Or maybe just the budget wasn't as front-ended, and so yeah. they were able yeah. to keep it more consistent, which is better, mm-hmm. I think, because if the budget is front-ended, that means they have to cut corners to the rest, so it's worse. A yeah. lot of the animation budget was definitely used for the musical sequences. Yes. Yeah. 
the 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 musical the song at the end of the movie is my favorite in the the auditorium, actually. I actually like that song. Yeah. It's very good with the chipettes and the the chipmunks get to do a yeah. song. Yeah. Anytime they uh, get to team up, it's fun. Yeah, that was a good song. Yeah. But my brother Mr. Hyde is also pretty catchy. Yeah. That, it's called Monster Out in You. Yeah, but yeah, Monster, yes. Yeah, but you know what? That I mean. that is the only song in both of these movies that I actually enjoyed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Valid. I did like that song, song. Yeah. It was catchy. It got stuck in my head. That's for sure. I w- I- this movie also keeps a very consistent. Um. What's I'm looking for? The songs all feel like they are, in fact, by the say in the same like tone and yeah. Yeah, by yeah. the same group. Yeah, yeah. Which doing just covers doesn't get the same consistency of it's these are their songs. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um. And since they are their own musical act, I think that might, in a longer term, would have been a nice, especially if they if this had spun out into a continuation of the cartoons which is i feel like what they wanted out of this truly yeah side note you know what you know what fucking opening slaps the chipmunks at the movies opening yeah yeah it really fucking does chipmunks at the movies no matter who you are you can be a star god that song slaps (laughs) um but uh yeah um i will say i liked that the um this is and this is just me like pointing this out because I hate it every time it comes up in other things. The movie actually did a better job of understanding Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde than in most actual adaptations of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde I've seen. Yeah, <laughs> where they're like they're very clear, like at least as far as like the the thing itself, it's very clear that it's not a multiple personality thing. No, it's just a transformation. That kind of gets lost in that they were mostly using it to play up the werewolf-human thing. But like, yeah. Which but, works. like, th- which makes sense because they weren't focusing on <laughs> Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I mean, but like, t- Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde sucks. The story, yeah, yeah. I like the, the themes it works on, like, as a literary piece where it's like, and by the, here's my English degree coming out. I like the, I like it as a story where it's talking about man's ability man's what's what i'm looking for capacity capacity for evil when completely unchecked by anything when power is allowed to run unchecked when someone has nothing preventing them from doing something evil mm-hmm. it's ability to commit that evil yeah, yeah. and conversely how pushing someone as an ideal citizen can turn them towards more and more secretive, depraved ways of acting out and lashing out the things they're not allowed to do as an ideal citizen. Yes. The only, the, going back to our earlier conversation about high school books, because we read Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde in high school. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, is that Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde works if you don't know the twist. Yeah. But you do. Yeah. Everyone knows the twist. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's not actually told from the perspective of Dr. Jekyll. It's told from an outside third-party perspective, much like how Dracula is. Yeah. Yeah. But also important is that the story also is boring, even if you don't know the twist. Yeah. yeah. Because it's like, nothing ever happens that is scary to the main character. He's literally always seven degrees removed 
from anything interesting happening. Yep. Because yeah. the first scene of it, if I remember correctly, is the main character who is a lawyer who works with the lawyer that works with Dr. Jekyll. <laughs> um, yeah. He is walking with a friend. He is walking with a friend of his out in the street, and he's like, and his friend goes, "Oh wait, this street right here. Something uh, a friend told me something interesting happened here last night." And then describes the friend witnessing an event from across the street that was uh, Mr. Hyde almost beating a man to death on that street. Yep. Hmm. Then running in after he got like complained to about it. And and um, not beating to death, but that's later. But like almost running a man over, uh, getting real mad at him. And then when other people witnessed it, and he was going to lodge a complaint. He's like, "No, no, hold on!" Ran inside, ran out, and had a check from Doctor Jekyll to pay for the damages. And then Mister Hyde ran off. Yeah. So oh, the first interesting thing—it's nothing, and it happened didn't happen in any capacity where the main character was at all near it. And that sets the tone for the rest of it. Yeah. Um, you know what version... The, oh, uh, sorry, go on. Uh, going back to the animation, is that like they're really... Sp- specifically character animation. Theodore had a lot, because he got to, had to be like a werewolf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? They put a lot of effort into his animation for him being a werewolf, and mm-hmm. just in general. For really. sure. I mean, what were you going to say? Uh, you know it's not important. It was tangent. It was tangential. So let's just let's just skip. Let's get back. I will mm-hmm. say, both funny and weird was we did have to witness Alvin and Simon experience a microaggression. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking, you are closer to the beast inside. Should we be offended by that, <laughs> Alvin? <laughs> I feel like we should be offended by that. <laughs> Damn, you're right. They did suffer a microaggression. Not surprising coming from this woman appropriating Roma culture. Not even appropriating Roma culture, but appropriating stereotypes. Yeah, based Roma, on Roma yeah. Stereotypes. yeah, Roma stereotypes. Yes. Yep. Oh God, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> that it was a microaggression they experienced. I didn't even. It's like that was when I'm watching Alvin the Chipmunks. <laughs> microaggression is not one of the words that's in my vocabulary. Yeah, it wasn't in mine until that scene happened. I'm like, and I was had a violent flashback to the first episode of the um, the Muppet uh, Show, <laughs> the Muppets, uh, the Muppet Show, the recent one that was a mockumentary. Where I'm like, why am I being forced to watch Fozzie uh, experience a microaggression? Because <laughs> it was the same shit. My favorite from that was when Fo- my favorite was from that was when Fozzie was in the car and he's like, I can't do dating sites. Every time I go, f- every time I, s- I put in my profile. Bear looking for love, I get the wrong kind of attention. Well, I meant the wrong kind of attention, just wrong for me. <laughs> Which is always funny to me because there's that post on Tumblr going around where it's like that scene is not canonic, is uh, against the canon of Fozzie Bear because of the scene in um fucking uh, Muppets Wizard of Oz where Fozzie is proudly goes, "Oh, we're friends of Dorothy." <laughs> Uh, well, uh, you know what? That that's um, 
<laughs> Shall I cannon Damn. lawyer this? <laughs> cannon lawyer sounds like a fucking segment on something. It should be a segment on this show currently. <laughs> that that that's kind of what spawns most of our arguments is like cannon lawyer shit. But uh. Wait, hold on. Here's where you in- insert uh, an announcer going cannon lawyer, then a gavel sound. <sighs> For a segment. I guess I got fully work to do. <laughs> cannon lawyer. I'd like to call my first witness to the stand. Cannon lawyer. Technically, uh, the... What was it? 2014 Muppet movie? Was it 2014? Was it 2014 when the Muppet movie, or the the Muppets came out? The one with uh, Jason yeah. Segel. Around there. All right, that one. Uh, 2014 was Muppets Most Wanted, which was the sequel to, um, The Muppets 2011. 2011. Okay, The Muppets. Uh, the Muppets establishes that all those things were movies in canon with. The Muppets. So, the only... No, you say that as if the first movie had not established the same thing. Yes, that is true. Yeah, like, literally, all of the movies, all of the Muppet show, all of it has established it's all a show they're putting on. But also the backstage stuff we see in all of those is still canon. Yes, because that that is that that's off stage, that's off camera. That That's us seeing that that's the premise of... The Muppet, the the Muppet Show that aired on ABC mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Muppets yeah. Unplugged. Was that what it's called? No, I'm just making a joke. Oh, okay. Um, give me a sec. I think it was called. No, it was just called Muppet. The Muppets. Also, The Muppets. Okay. Muppets. But D- The Muppets, Muppet. all lowercase. That's right. Muppet Muppets D-handed. Uh. uh <laughs> so the, the Muppets is basically. The only the only thing that's not act is all the backstage scenes from the Muppet Show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So Fozzie's saying, "We're friends of Dorothy." Uh, that that good, Fozzie. Thank you. The Muppets are my specialty. Waka waka. <laughs> well, now you just went to Kermit the Frog on that one. No, Kermit the Frog. It really is a. He stretches out his. It really is a shame the Muppets can't happen on this shit on this show. That's its own podcast. Uh, Muppet Babies. That that's that's basically it. It's that's not even the one I grew up with. Yeah. Mm Mhm. Yeah. It it is a shame that we can't do it on here, but it's not animation. I could talk for hours about the Muppets. You want? I could too. You want to do a Muppets podcast? I'll be willing to do that with you, bud. That's fair. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But, but, but anyway. Uh, so, yeah. This. Uh, werewolf. Wolfman. Wolfman. I did... I I simultaneously liked and didn't like that the Wolfman design was more like the original film. Because mm. I'm more partial to, like, the more modern werewolf. Yeah. Yeah, but, like... This was very much. Both this and Frankenstein were, were very much about adapting the Universal movie yeah. over all other the, options. These yeah. are about the Universal monsters, not the concept of a werewolf. Yeah. And that's very much why the version of Frankenstein they went with was the Universal one. Yeah. Which, to be fair, is what they all do, but like. 
Yeah, the Boris Karloff yeah. one. More so than anything else. They, like, even shot for shot did the village scene. And then, um, freaking What was... Lon Chaney Jr. was Wolfman. Yep. Mm. Nailed it. Uh, but anyway, um, and I mean, I did, I mean, the design is fine, it's just I wish it was that, that's just my own personal, like, bias, me being a werewolf person, mm, yeah, in general, I mean, not actually a, a werewolf, god, I wish, <laughs> but you know, yeah. um, that weird bit of lore about the paw print on the hand was certainly something. Like I don't... It was a weird choice that didn't make that didn't actually come up. <laughs> now yeah, that I think it about it, like it only came up because like aha, and then you see it on his hand on on Theodore's the... hand. They don't even put it. They didn't even put it on Lawrence's hand. No, they did. And they didn't. Well, they did, but like it never became relevant to the plot that he had it on his hand no. to the point where they could have cut out the mark of the werewolf entirely. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, like they figure out he's a werewolf without it. Yeah. Yeah, they figure out he's a werewolf without seeing the mark ever or commenting on the mark existing. The mark yeah. was shown purely to the audience when we were going to see him change into a werewolf in like three minutes. Yeah. It's... Yeah, kind of... Yeah. It's... It was just a weird choice. Pointless plot point. Yeah, it, it was, uh, you know, they weren't thinking too hard. I did enjoy the bit where they were talking to the lady, and she was like, "Listen, normally, like, wouldn't that, you know, kill him?" Well, I mean, normally people don't want the werewolf to live, <laughs> so you know. I also like the bit at the very beginning where the where the principal was like, "Ever since the school board uh, uh, accepted that grant last year, we have special money to fix Alvin-related uh, catastrophes." <laughs> no, the best was when. Dave was in the kitchen and he saw an explosion off of the distance. He's like, please don't ring. Please don't ring. Please don't ring. <laughs> My favorite was uh, uh, the, the you don't look a day over 45. I'm 30! Yeah, you don't He's look at 50. 50. I'm 50. I'm 30. This is what happens when Alvin is your student. <laughs> I like that principle. Also, Dave, mm -hmm. Dave, she doesn't look 50. <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't. <laughs> Miss Miller does. Yeah. yeah. But I also love that bit from the principal at the end. It's like, I'm taking a less stressful job driving a truck full of nitroglycerin in South America <laughs> over rickety bridges. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Oh, <laughs> uh, Yeah. There's there's some genuinely funny jokes in this movie. Absolutely, yeah. That that's why I yeah. like this one more. I think. Um, the, yeah, because the only really super funny parts of the first one were like any bits with the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I like, mean, again, the chipettes in this movie were great. Specifically, Brittany. Brittany wasn't in a lot of this movie, but when Brittany was on screen, she was she the was being, funniest character. Yeah. She was being a diva. Am I, aren't I supposed to be playing a sad girl named Willow? No, you're a weeping Willow. <laughs> what? No! no! <laughs> or like she saw that they were improv to stall and she went, my time has come. Yep. 
Sort she didn't even care why. That's the thing. No one ever told her there was an actual werewolf. She yeah, had yeah, no, no idea. No. She just walked out and said, oh, we're improving now. <laughs> Meanwhile, the freaking director slash Domitich is having a panic attack in his seat. Just like, no, my play is ruined. The audience, Simon, is having a bigger panic attack. <laughs> there are now two real-ass werewolves in this school play. Yeah. <laughs> also, the solution was just Theodore biting him. Which, that I mean, was contrived, but, like, they also were like, we need to end this movie. Yeah. We only had yeah. an hour runtime. We gotta end the movie. Yep. I would have liked if Theodore had changed back and Alvin had still bopped him over the head. He's like, what? I just had to make sure. <laughs> I did uh, also like how Dave was like, I gotta warn the kids, and then immediately after went, wait a minute, this is a bad plan. Immediately. <laughs> like, the second we cut back to him, he's like, oh, wait, this is a bad plan, actually. <laughs> this is a terrible <laughs> idea. <sighs> God. Uh, yeah, I think that's yeah, I've got nothing about as that. much as I have to. Um, I'm, I'm trying good. to think if there was anything else. Not really, though. Like this, a, a thing I find interesting is how many times Simon will say, "Well, they will like say things and expect uh, things the audience would have no way of understanding, and then they never like actually connect the thought." So, like last movie, there was the bit about the like the he didn't say tongue but like the blank of an ovum that meant bull's tongue or um do you mean which then uh, oh yeah oh. bovine ovum or whatever and o then the ovum, like um, ovum means egg my dude oh oh ovum was the bovine other thing the, the the caviar bovine lingua. bovine lingua and then the other thing which is kids i did not as a kid i did not get what i was in the age bracket for this movie and come thing getting back to him like oh yeah this is like basic understand a basic understanding of biological latin gets you this so yeah. like high school level yeah, yeah but as a kid i didn't connect the thought to theodore immediately going oh cow's tongue and this movie did the similar thing with like the the wolf spain yeah because like they say the scientific name of it and alvin connects that dot later before Simon does before Simon, Simon does. actually calls it. Simon connects the dot, but like Simon connects the dot much later after Alvin's already been like that was Wolfsbane, and Simon has to say it's Wolfsbane, but maybe he just likes Wolfsbane, <laughs> mm -hmm. which is a weird thing to happen more than once in your movie, especially when you have a nerd character who you can have translate quote unquote translate things into English. A joke they use once about the phrase potential energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In English, Einstein? We're gonna blow. <laughs> yep. Alright. Alright. So yeah, that that's it for this time. For I mean for this segment. Uh, we're going to take one sh more short break. When we get back, we're going to close this bitch out. We'll see you then. Now back to the show. Do you see how your patience paid off? 
to welcome back for the last time to this episode of Acme Podcast Incorporated Spoopy Edition Part 3. Spoopy! Spoopy! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, that's the two uh, Alvin the Chipmunks monster specials. I kind of wish they'd done more, but I also kind of wish they didn't. <laughs> Yeah, I would that's, have liked at least one more. It it still felt like they wanted to do Archie's weird mysteries, and it didn't happen. Yeah, no. And I have to one like I have no confirmation that's what they wanted to do, but that's what it felt like. It, and it makes me really want to see hear from like the creators of these movies if those were at all intended to be like that, and if so, what they were going to do next if it had worked out. I think yep. in the case of Meets Frankenstein, it was just to extend uh, the licensing. The license? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Um, just because if you don't make something within a certain amount of time, it becomes eligible for public domain. And the Bagdasarians mm-hmm. probably didn't... The Bagdasarians and their you know universal overlords probably didn't want that to happen with Alvin because it, yeah. it was once very profitable. Um, Universal overlords has so much of a different connotation when you really when you say it like that. When you say <laughs> Universal overlords, I think of like Marvel, yeah, or some. I shit. mean, the irony is that's it's somehow less impressive than Disney exec <laughs> in the <laughs> real world. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> uh, but um, so the, the, I'll give that to Frankenstein. But Wolfman feels so much like a backdoor pilot. Like you're one hundred percent correct. Yep. It it one hundred percent it has a more this could be episodic in nature. Um this could be a two part opening special. Especially because like it established m- even more so in the first movie that Alvin's become obsessed with monsters. He he have the book. Yeah. Which they could have used uh that we have the the apparent fact that he is listed Every person in town is having been a monster at some point or another. Yeah, it, it's we yeah. have the school and all of like those things. We have the principal leaving. Um, Dave's yeah. design feels a little bit more like it w- would have been consistent like this. Yeah, compared to like the other one where he was like in the suit later on because it was like for the thing. I don't know. If this had gone on longer, I could definitely see Alvin and the Chipmunks meet Loch Ness monster. Yeah. Yeah. Um I I I think uh the first one didn't really do too much with their characters. It it just sort of yeah. established you know, it, it just sort of played with what we knew. This one definitely No, it did feel No, you finished. This one definitely did more of a job of recontextualizing certain things about their characters. Mhm. Uh, because Alvin went from being, you know, the popularity obsessed attention freak to a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> uh, conspiracy, mm-hmm. like conspiracy yeah. theorist, specifically obsessed with monsters. Yeah. Yep. And then the thing with Simon going like all sarcastic and the responsible one. Yeah. Theodore's a both- nice one. Theodore's ver gets a lot of very good characterization in both of these movies. Theodore is a- where he's not just the shy, emotional one. He's also the one like with the biggest heart that can connect to people. He's also a also- sorry. Go on. I also like they made him vegetarian. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, it only came up in the second movie once. Yeah. Um, it also, uh, he, he's also a walking, uh, afternoon special. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah or one. after school special or whatever. Um. Whatever you want to yeah. call it. A very special episode. Um. Of yeah. I will say, actually, this is the thing I forgot to say about Wolfman, so I'll keep it here. This The movie was neat with its thing where... The principal was more interested in stopping bullying than literally any principal I've ever met. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> Alright. Okay. Um. That's the show. Yeah, that's the show. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can get us at, on... You can, you can email us questions, concerns, recommendations, and suggestions. Uh... At acmepodcastinc at gmail.com. Kai, let me hear that email again. That's acmepodcastinc at gmail.com. One more time, KP. That is acmepodcastinc at gmail.com. Damn right it is. Uh, you can also reach us on Twitter at podcastinc. That is at P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S-I-N-C. Uh, and Kai, where can they find us on Tumblr? You can find us on acmepodcast.tumblr.com. That's acmepodcast.tumblr.com. That's correct. Um, I've checked the email earlier during one of our breaks, and there's nothing. Do we got anything in the ask box? Let me check. Already. Come on, load. Load, damn you. Uh, oh. Here's, okay. Uh, we got one. Alrighty. Um, trying to, this question is worded a little weirdly. I think they might have typed it a little quick. Okay. Uh, okay. I think the question is, what is a show that um, like a good show to watch for the spooky season, like that's animated? Oh, um. Courage the Cowardly Dog. Yeah, Courage the yeah. Cowardly Dog is good if you want something that's genuinely creepy. Uh, if you want something that's yeah. more jump scary, um, because that's maybe what you like. Uh, I, I mm-hmm. think uh, Extreme Ghostbusters does a pretty damn good job of that, coupled with some real, yeah. like, genuinely creepy car- uh, monster designs. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, all real monsters. All real monsters is the more fun of them. It's not really scary or spooky in any way, but it def it it yeah. Uh, what else? I mean, if we, we want like the high end of silly, there's Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Yeah, yeah. watch the Halloween special for Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Yeah. That- um. Uh, also, like, it's not Halloweeny, but like. Every iteration of Scooby Doo, yeah, like yeah. Scooby Doo is just in general. It's always good. I like the Mystery Incorporated a lot, but I might be alone in that opinion. Uh, no, um, that is the no, no, that's his favorite. That's my second <laughs> no, my second favorite. Yeah. Um. Also, yep. My parents. Also, yeah. My, no, yeah. my pup named Scooby Doo. My pup. Also, Martin. Same. Pup named Scooby Doo is my favorite as yeah. well. I remember being fond of that as a kid. Yeah. I also would like to mention Martin Mystery. 
Oh, yeah. Um, Because I remember I watched... I didn't watch a lot of it, but I watched a little bit of it growing up because it was the same animators who did Totally Spies, which was a show I was obsessed with. It even had a crossover episode. Yeah, they did the crossover episode, and they tried to push a Martin Clover thing. (laughs) Sort of, except Clover had her own, like, uh, rival spy love interest later on who was funnier in every way. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean, Martin's a joke, but he's not a funny joke. <laughs> I do like how they're the third member of their team, and also the lunch man is just a caveman. Oh yeah, what was his fucking name? I can't oh. remember. It was it was Java. Yeah. Java the caveman. Yeah. I don't think I ever once saw Martin Mystery. I always got it mixed up with Kappa Mikey. (laughs) Honestly, Martin and Kappa's not an unfair comparison. Yeah. God. The two characters not... Like, But I will say, it's a weird show in that it's an adaptation of an earlier um, license. Like a character named Martin Mister, basically. Yeah, it's a comic. All the characters are loosely based on the members of those co- of that comic. It's Italian, Italian. by the way. Okay. I was, yeah. Um, um I think yeah. it's Martin Mistere, but uh, is... they've but for Martin Mystery, it's no longer Italian. But they are in, in Canada. They're based out of Sherbrooke, Quebec, and they changed the love interest uh, character into being his stepsister, but they're not at all love interests in this one. I'm going to make that clear to the audience. Mm. They are not. It will not happen. She hates his guts because he sucks. He's like, if Travis Touchdown were even more of a loser. Oh, wow. It's Travis Touchdown, except instead of anime, he likes comic books. And again, even more of a loser. Uh, And his sister is like... It's was what I remember pretty good. Um, the whole premise is that he, uh, his um, stepsister Diana, and then Java, who's like the janitor and cook of their school, all work at a place called the Center for um, a woman named Mom or Mom, mm. uh, who is also their mom, um, <laughs> yeah. Martin's stepmom, Diana's also, actual mom, and their also, boss. Also MILF. Oh. Yeah, her name is Ms. Olivia Mandel, which uh, everyone who works at the center uh, abbreviates to M-O-M. Mm. Um. Um, by the way, for those interested in the crossover, it turns out Mom might have had a romantic history with Jerry. Jerry, that's his... I was literally about <laughs> to ask what was his name. I loved yes. Jerry when I was a kid. Jerry was great. If you do a Totally Spies episode, I will be on this podcast. Okay. Look yeah, me in yeah. the eyes, Laser. I, I will be on this I, podcast. I, I want to do both of those <laughs> together now. Yes. I will be yes. here for that. Um, um, the uh, Them and the, then the, the fourth character who wasn't in the like half of the episode that was on school stuff, but on the half of the episode that was mystery stuff was Billy. And the whole thing was the center would send them out on like adventures about, usually about aliens, but sometimes other wacky stuff. Hmm. Cryptids. Um, cryptids. Um, I think they had a couple ghost episodes. Basically, anything weird. Yeah. Anything weird fell under the Martin Mystery umbrella. And so the center was all about, like, cataloging, figuring out, stopping it from hurting people. Okay. The thing I liked about Jerry... I've got one oh, more. Sorry, go on. 
I've got one more of, I mean, it's two, but it's a per, it's a very good dictonomy. Uh, completely, totally different. Uh, the first one is, they're not, it's not a full series, but there's a series of shorts called Mindy and the Count. Yes. That are very, that are very good. I recommend watching those. Um, the other one is, uh, a movie called Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust. Yeah, that, that's some real spooky shit there. Oh, it's Mina and the Count. Oh, Mina and, Mina the, Count. and the Count. Right. Because it's based on a book. Yeah, there was like three or four shorts or whatever. Yeah. But it never got picked up for a full series. Oh, uh, watch Zombillennium. Oh, yeah. We, oh, I yeah, talked about that way back on like the first or second episode. Um, yeah, yeah. That's a, that, that's yeah, a pretty yeah. damn fun movie, and it's chock full of the spookiness. Uh, watch Zombillennium. You can probably get it at Walmart for five dollars still. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. I think we give give a good, you know. Yeah. And then read the comics. Read the Zombillennium comics. The comics are really good too. Thank you, Anon, for the question. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, that that's it. All right. Well, that's how you can get in contact with us. I mean, with the show, with with us, Acme Podcast Inc. But if you wanted mm-hmm. to get in contact with us as individuals, well, you can't get in contact with me unless you get it through the show because I have no socials anymore. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> Kai, KP, how can they get in touch with you too? Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter. At kaiju underscore emperor, K-A-I-J-U underscore E-M-P-E-R-O-R. And you can also find me on Tumblr at kaiju-emperor. It's about the same way. Uh, and if you want anything original from me, I have a side blog called Kai's Tome, K-A-I-S-T-O-M, which is my blog for original tabletop things. Uh... Don't know when I'll be posting there yet, but I have some ideas for some new stuff on there. And you can find me at uh, Twitter and Tumblr under Kuiper Nebula. That is K-U-I-P-E-R-N-E-B-U-L-A. One more time, that's K-U-I-P-E-R-N-E-B-U-L-A. It is pronounced Kuiper. Don't worry about it. It's a reference to the Kuiper belt. I mostly just retweet and reblog things but i have been more recently than ever before posting a lot of uh new art um also for my some of my original projects which hopefully will be going better than my last attempts at projects um Mm -hmm. and that's where you can follow me and i post very good content because i have very good taste and i don't want to promise anything but KP and I have been working on something that might be posted in the near future, but we're not making promises. There's no obligation. That would here. probably go on a both on its own Tumblr though. Or AO3. Or yeah, both. or AO3 or both. Yeah. Alrighty. Well that's it. Uh say so. That's it. Say so. Bye bye. Yeah. Uh you know. Uh be good. Do good. Drink your water. Uh, sorry, D. Amazing. I stole your I stole your bit there again. Uh, not that you're listening. You have no clue who we are, but I we're mutuals. D. Amazing. 
Yeah, or mutuals. The on the action figure photographer. Yeah, I talked to I've talked to him a couple times. He's a nice guy. <laughs> what? I can hear <laughs> Laser's brain breaking. He's my hero. Over there? I guess. B -b 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 